I thought karma was a real thing up until about, yeah, when I went primal. Nature doesn't care if you do something bad or good. I feel like it's always going to be there. Not going to change. <laughs> this is why I don't think there's any good or bad in the world. That sounds kind of dark, but it's like I don't think there's any good or bad. Nature won't give it give some small little animal an advantage because it's small. It's got to figure out its way to beat the bigger predator. It's got to be smarter. It's got to be faster. It's got to figure it out. Like nature doesn't care about disadvantages and advantages. It is what it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Root Awakening, a health podcast. This episode is with Ben Holmes of True.HealthProject on Instagram, and I have his YouTube linked here as well. Ben is very methodical about tracking his progress with health and his experiments with health, and he's been tracking his own health for like the past year and has seen some amazing results. So we talk about his process in this episode. Ben is also a cheesemaker, so we talk about his methods of cheesemaking. One of them involves spitting into milk to make cheese, which is fascinating and amazing and pretty attractive if you ask me. And we also talk about nature and connecting with it and if nature can ever actually be destroyed. We talk about a lot of esoteric topics. Uh, We get pretty psychedelic, although neither of us are on drugs on this episode. Um, And we talk about the raw meat diet and some of the diet dogma that happens. And um, Ben has some really cool outlooks on all of this stuff. He's a man. He's just a very it's like he's a clean slate. He's a he's a clean slate energetically. The primal diet has given him a lot of spirituality, it sounds like, but he'll tell you guys in the episode his relationship to spirituality goes back a while before he was eating the primal diet, but he's he's found a lot of peace it seems with the primal diet and that really shows he's a really peaceful person to talk to and a really pleasant person to listen to. So you guys are going to love this episode. You guys, Primal Meetup's doing really well. I can't believe people are joining and it's just awesome. I'm I'm just excited about this group. And I was telling Ben actually during this episode that I enjoy every single night I come home and I log on to Primal Meetup and I enjoy having this community so much to lean on. It's like a group of people that I can lean on to show up with great energy, to answer some of my health questions if I have any of them, and to just vibe with me on a level that I can't connect with other people on in the regular real world, you know? Like, It's amazing to be able to enjoy the topic of raw meat and a primal lifestyle and clean living with other people who understand what the fuck I'm talking about. So if you guys are in like the primal world and eat the raw primal diet or just are interested in in these topics, you can join Primal Meetup by going to the link I put in the show notes. It's a really nice 
energy in there. And I'm really proud of what we've been creating. And eventually we're going to do like physical meetups and hopefully I'll be traveling around the country sooner or later here and I'll be able to visit different folks, you guys around the country. And um, we're going to use Primal Meetup as a platform in order to do that. And uh, we also use it for dating. People have already met on there, which is amazing. And um, I'm just really excited about it, you guys. So if you're interested in joining, if you want, some like-minded community if you know in-person community is not really available to you to the extent that you need it uh, join primal meetup you won't regret it hello everybody welcome back to root awakening a health podcast i'm super excited i have somebody special on here for you guys today and someone who I don't know a ton about. So I'm just really excited to dig into this conversation. I have Ben Holmes with me today from True Health Project on Instagram. He's also on YouTube. Ben is in the primal community. His journey revolves around finding true health, hence True Health Project. Ben, I think I've known you for like a year. And he, okay, here's how I see you, Ben. You just were kind of like in my Instagram community. Like you're you just like were a staple in my Instagram community for like as long as I've been eating raw meat. Like I started eating raw meat and then Ben was just kind of around and he's telling me all these amazing advice pieces of advice and and just being a really consistent voice in the community and he's just he's an amazing guy. You guys great energy and I started to notice that Ben keeps really specific, almost like tactical accounts of his journey with his health. And he like experiments with, okay, which foods make him feel like what? And he's kind of scientific in that process and very methodical in that process. And I think that's really unique. I haven't had a guest on here that does that, that I know of. We usually talk about health in a really flowy, casual way. Like, oh yeah, this was making me feel like this. And so then I tried this, but Ben is very structured with how he moves through his health process and he has these really interesting videos of how the primal diet agenus of underplanets diet that we talk so often on here about how that has been affecting his body and i think it's really interesting so i'm just excited to learn more about you ben holmes welcome to root awakening a health podcast wow what an intro <laughs> uh, thank you uh yeah i i definitely um at least recently have dove uh, more into that scientific kind of mindset that I've had since as a child. Um, I've always been interested in, in the hard facts and the data, and I've never been able to produce any data of any significance, uh, at least nutritionally, mm -hmm. because living on standard American diet, it's kind of like everything already has studies and research going for it. Mm. But the raw animal based environment i feel like has zero studies yeah and what i at least um so it's kind of like oh i get to try it on myself now like i'm kind of more anecdotal in that in that aspect i love anecdotal, anecdotal evidence from other people as well mm -hmm. um, that's what i'm trying to establish as well as some like you know give and take with that um because i don't want to be the only one giving anecdotal then it's one dude uh speaking for everyone i kind of want like a bunch of people to start um, sharing their experience and, and their feelings and reactions and stuff kind of thing. Yeah, totally. 
I agree. And it's interesting. I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, man, I always talk shit about scientific studies because I just think a lot of them are super misguided. Uh, but I have a lot of respect for people who do the work to study the evidence on themselves. I think I have so much respect for that. And I do that in this community, right? In my Instagram community, I'm polling you guys all day. I'm asking you questions and I'm gathering all this data of my own to see like, okay, what's the real deal here? Like out of the people who are in my audience, which I think it's, it's a pretty diverse audience. How do they feel about this? What, what affects them like this or that? And you're kind of doing that, that studying that research on yourself. What's an, what is anecdotal evidence? I'm not good with vocab terms and stuff like that. Yeah, me either. That's the only couple ones I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's like the anecdotal um, and um, the difference is, is anecdotal is way more um, it's ironic because it's not as um, hard facts as like most actual science and, and uh, doctoral mm -hmm. studies and stuff. It's it's personal experienced um kind of word of mouth mm -hmm. evidence it's mm -hmm. not it's not more so like numbers and things um mm -hmm. so i guess an anecdotal anecdotal evidence would be oh when i eat um these foods and combinations i get this reaction when i eat those foods and in certain combinations I get a reaction but it's not like a hard you know you can't put a one to ten uh feeling scale it's kind of just like this is generally how i felt when I uh, did this variable and then uh, this is how I felt when that variable was introduced. It's kind of like more, uh, what is the, what is the word? It's like this qualitative and quantitative. Yeah. Qualitative is more anecdotal. You're just okay. saying, saying what you're feeling and uh, how it's going. Right. That sounds so much more human to me though. You know, otherwise, like if you're yeah. just using numbers, like here's the scale one to 10, like we're not robots. <laughs> so it just yeah. makes more <laughs> sense to me, you know? Yeah, that is so funny because most studies are based on that kind of roboticness. Like it needs to be the this or that binary. You're telling but, me. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot to uh kind of on an open end research at at that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So tell us how you found this diet. How did you find the raw primal diet? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so it was a very deep rabbit hole, mm -hmm. uh, I could say. I love saying that word when I go deep into things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't want to go like too far back when I, I want to get sort of like significant events that like led up to it. Yeah. Um, I won't ramble too much. I'll try not to. But um, so I started probably on this kind of like health journey, you mm -hmm. could say. Um, it started off, I think it was like, it was only like uh, um, three or two to three years ago when I was like a, a junior in college. So not too long ago. Um, and I had like gotten a, a weird instinctual um, thought process where I needed to gain weight. I needed to build muscle. Mm. I don't, don't know why. I still don't know to this day why I felt this craving at this point in my life. But it was it felt like I was missing something. I was I was missing some sort of like improvement of my body or something. Mm -hmm. And um, this is when the rabbit hole started. I just went straight to YouTube. I said, "How to build muscle um, in the cleanest way possible." 
because I didn't want to do like the whole dirty bulk, however they call it, you know, you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter, doesn't matter the kind of food. I was like, what kind of macros and, and diets are best uh, right now? And so the trendy one was keto a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. And so I was looking at keto and the complete opposite. I was looking at high carb diets. And so I, for some reason, I was drawn towards high carb, which is interesting. I was drawn towards a high carb diet first. So I tried that. That only lasted one week before I just crashed and burned. What kind um, of stuff were you eating? Oh my God. I, I was, I thought I was eating clean carbs. I was trying to eat like 10 cups of like oats a day, oh, like okay. rice. 10 uh, cups of oats? It was crazy oh high carb. Yeah. Um, and I only weighed like, at that time, yeah, I only weighed like one. 45 so that How was a lot are you? Uh, i'm like five nine okay yeah so even that weight like i should i should definitely be heavier i feel like five nine at least 160 or something okay to me. Yeah, because guys always say how much they weigh, and I'm like, doesn't it matter so much how tall you are? But you guys never say the actual height. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I know that you're a fit guy. It's just, yeah, for reference, for those who aren't watching on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a big factor. Um, and so on this train of the high carb, like, I got off because of many reasons. Like, after the first, like, I just, I felt like I was, like, rabid what's the word ravenous like mm. hungry all the time i was just yeah. spiking insulin spiking insulin spiking insulin and i wasn't getting any fat which i didn't know what fat did at the time i didn't know the 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 satiating properties of fat at right. all right <laughs> i was just like burning out all of Same. my adrenaline like energy and stuff mm -hmm. and yeah and i didn't gain any weight and i was like i should at least gain like i don't know half a pound like in a week or something and just <laughs> like, nothing happened so i'm i'm right. very I think you're the same way as well. Like you want to like take action immediately when you can yeah. take action on something. So I just went cold Turkey. I went all the way high fat again, keto. And this is where like the rabbit hole really starts getting towards primal is um, I started the keto journey and immediately I'm intaking fat, which is what you're supposed to. But the catch was I was eating mostly fat in like seeds and nuts and so where it got really um dangerous because i didn't realize kind of like the cons kind of outweighed the pros for me and the seeds and the and the uh the nuts and stuff yeah i was like i was eating also huge amounts just like high carb i was eating probably like i don't know two to three cups of like almonds a day like <laughs> I feel like that's not normal for the average person. <laughs> you go all in. I love that. I didn't know that about you. I mean, everyone's, I guess, extreme to a certain uh, extent doing the primal mm. diet, obviously. But I didn't know that you go so hard. Like right away, you just start. You just started in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get too excited. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. So, so you're yeah. eating multiple cups of almonds per day. Yeah. As like my main fat source, which I which I think is not what you're supposed to do, but nuts are allowed. And that's the kind of thing on the keto diet. It's like, if it's allowed, like you make yep. it work out. And yeah. And there's pros and cons to that, but um, it was a con for me because I would just rely on like easy, you know, stick your hand in a bag or something on the go. You know, you're not cooking anything. You're not doing anything yourself. Uh, you're just eating something that's already processed in a bag, kind of like 
it's too easy it's too lazy <laughs> so that that laziness got to me and I just started crushing them and um at that point I started to feel the effects of um too many seeds and nuts kind of killing my digestive ability because mm -hmm. I felt bloated like every day I just felt more and more bloated 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 I was like I don't understand what my body's trying to tell me at this point but I just knew I was eating too many nuts <laughs> and seeds in general yeah. I was like I don't know why I'm eating this much I had to realize it after a while so I just kind of leaned more towards the animal base slowly um you know forums and stuff online like people help you which is awesome like mm -hmm. they're like reddit forums or something like someone's always out there to like help you with something awesome. you just gotta look for it and I was just like what the heck do we not eat nuts anymore like what's going on and they were just like dude you gotta like get some animal fat in you man like, mm. and I didn't realize like that was basically I was almost vegan basically yeah I was gonna say it's interesting to me that you didn't gravitate towards animal foods because I feel like if I were to stereotype men they gravitate more towards animal foods than women oh yeah I, I don't know. know. I mean, what was your relationship to animal foods up until that point? Oh, yeah. I mean, I always respected um, animal foods pretty much like my whole childhood and everything leading up. I think I was just, um, I just never ate nuts and seeds to that extent until then. Okay. Okay. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just dive into that, you know? You know, maybe there's yeah, some micronutrients right. that I'm missing. And uh, no, there was nothing there for me, really. <laughs> so. <laughs> You, and, and that's the other con is studies have started to show that like nuts and seeds, they have defense chemicals in them mm -hmm. and you're supposed to sprout them and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I don't feel like doing that, to be honest. Like mm -hmm. it just takes time. And so people were just saying shortcut, go animal based, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have to sprout anything. You don't have to do nothing. You get the same vitamin profile. I was like, Okay. So at that point, I went into the steaks, I went into the, you know, the chicken thighs, everything fatty. And it was just like a turning point, like no bloating for days mm. after the, after just cutting the nuts and the seeds completely. And I was like, well, that's, that's some anecdotal evidence right there. You know, <laughs> just cut it out, yeah. add some mustard. Um, yeah, you just have to be strict with yourself and that aspect sometimes um and then at that point we start getting into the carnivore space because i'm realizing how well i'm feeling off of just uh like eggs dairy keep in mind this is all still pasteurized though i was still in the pasteurized kind of phase mm -hmm. i had no clue raw things even existed yeah it's not crazy yeah same <laughs> mm -hmm. i know it's so funny it's crazy it's though that like that's that says something about our exposure to actual food in this kind in the United States, you know. Yeah, it's just like you don't even understand that there's local farms nearby. Yeah, like it's crazy. Um, but before I go tangent on that, um, mm -hmm. so we go into the carnivore space, um, and I start searching up like carnivore um things on like YouTube, like how are these people thriving? You know, literally just on animals, um, products. And somehow I got directly um, targeted with West Row oh. <laughs> and and, and uh, Sparage. 
Who? Uh, Sverige. Do you know Sverige? No. He's he's the guy. Um, he's he has another channel. It's also named Godis. No, I don't know this person. I gotta oh, get really? get them on this podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys. Wow. Just a little side note. Ben has been instrumental in recommending. I have to out you a little bit, Ben, in recommending some of my podcast guests that have been phenomenal. Like he has such a good eye. To be <laughs> honest, I have to like just admit this secret uh, while we're recording. <laughs> I want to hire you. Like, I want to hire you at some point in the future. <laughs> if you ever want to produce podcasts, you're like, you're really good. He's got some talent, folks. Okay, so there's this this other guy. What's his name? Um, So his name is, he has two YouTube accounts, but his first one actually got banned off of YouTube. Okay. Uh, it's, it's called Sparage. Okay. Uh, it's it's spelled S-V. And then the instead of an E, it's a three. Okay. Yeah, I've never and heard of him. R-I-E. Yeah. <laughs> He, that man is the most hardcore, like, primal, I could say, honestly. Really? A lot of people have some hate for him. I'll say that. And, and I mean, he does have some controversial um, topics, like, you know, most people do. Kind yeah. of in that, love in it. that rabbit hole space. We love that. But as far as his, like, understanding, um, not saying, like, he's God or anything, but his instincts are the sharpest I've ever seen of a human. Mm. Like he just, he knows exactly like what, what, what's good for his body. And like, he tries to, um, he tries to make it simple for everyone to understand, even like the standard American diet person. He's like, this is an animal, which you are also made of the same components as this animal. And this animal is made to give you its same like cellular structure, like kind of mm, like that. Like, I love it. Makes that. it make sense. Yeah. Um, and it's like he has respect for animals too. He's not just like, yeah, you know, eat conventional, terrible, uh, ethical farms, unethical farms and stuff. Like he, he's saying, get good quality stuff as well. Right. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I can send you his stuff later if you can't find him. Yes, so. we would like to have you on if you're listening right now <laughs> maybe that'll be my next guest he sounds amazing um okay so you were exposed to him wait you said that you got like directly targeted from like wes's uh content like how did that happen did you just you just kind of stumbled across their stuff or were they running ads or something um it was like oh by the way i'm kind of curious what are you eating oh it's not super primal it's just <laughs> it's raw honey and tea <laughs> oh, like, okay. it's like a bark tea with like juniper berries cherry bark um anise star that kind of thing it's like a wintry uh, tea yeah and raw honey <laughs> do you have anything here um okay i had this i had this one item um i was gonna save it for the end but i'll show it now actually mm. this is my mm. little homemade cheese shut the fuck up right now <laughs> that's your cheese your Oh my I god! Can, can you see? Um, there's like actually like a mold layer on top now. Yes, the white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can see. Oh my gosh, Ben is making cheese. This this was kind of going to be a surprise, but I'm glad we're getting into it now because you guys just have to stick around until the end. Ben is becoming a master cheese maker, and he has a lot of great tips on it. And I tried to make cheese, 
And Ben showed me up big time because he's like, my cheese tastes really good. I'm like, mine tasted horrible and I couldn't deny it any longer. So I just stopped making it. But he's got some good recipes. And yeah, I'm super impressed that it looks beautiful. So I'm excited to get into that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's more to come. Don't worry. Right. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, okay, so... <laughs> So you got exposed to Wes's content and this other guy's content. Yeah, you were asking like how how I got targeted. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think like when you start searching up these these carnivore and animal based heavy terms, I have the into or the the belief that YouTube is a little biased in certain ways. That's just my opinion. Like YouTube can be biased in pushing certain content to you mm. um but and for example i'm not gonna go too far because i don't want you this video to get flagged or anything mm. uh, but i'm think i'm thinking they're pushing a little more plant-based agenda for certain reasons right uh, right it could be profits you know whatnot um <laughs> but i think when you start searching things enough and you are drilling it into the youtube algorithm they have no choice but to serve you that kind of content um yeah because it, it'll keep you on the page. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, okay, okay, smart. So mm -hmm. when I started like just drilling into the carnivore space, um, I was searching out most of the cook stuff. But I think the only two like results that came up anything kind of like uh, raw based, it was just Westrow and uh, Sparage. Mm -hmm. And they were just kind of sitting at the bottom of the page. <laughs> and like, and I, all I saw was just bright red meat. I saw bright red meat on the feet. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? This is kind of yeah. weird. Um, and the, the Sparage guy, the first video I saw of him, his face was covered in blood completely. Amazing. He did like a, a um like a blood face mask, I think, or something. Nice. Um, and I was like, <laughs> these people are crazy. I have to watch this right now. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to see like what, you know, how are they how are they kind of depicting what's going on in, in the raw community? And as soon as I saw them just, you know, gnaw on a piece of steak that's like raw, I was like, well, they're not dead immediately. So there's something yep. to this. Yep. Yeah. That's how I think. Like, yeah. What? Um, and that just like sparked a whole just channel of thoughts in my head. I was just like, what have, what have I been taught my whole life? What is lying? What is truth? Mm -hmm. Right there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks looking into this. And I'm not going to stop until I figure out why people do this. Um, and this is where they linked. Uh, Wes Rowe actually was, he was a little more direct linking uh, Ogenis, his works. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the one that, that, um, graciously had recommended certain books from Ajans, like We Want to Live and all all those I'm sure you've heard a thousand times about. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, from then on, I, yeah, I just got, I went and grabbed those books immediately and just started reading them. Like mm -hmm. I've never read anything before ever in my life. Like I don't read. And I'm pretty sure you said you don't read either. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's just like, this information, like, may be priceless yeah to me that's just yeah. how i was reading it and i was like i've never heard anyone have this kind of take 
before on anything. And it just, a lot of people say it actually too. It's just such a interesting connective kind of hive mind moment. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say is that everyone I've also heard of, they, they say that um, the way Ajnus explains his concepts, like with bacteria not being scary and everything, like, instinctually makes common sense yes that's what i was just gonna say every single person i'm pretty sure every single person i've had on this podcast that does the raw primal diet has referenced some sense of intuition that they could mm. feel that it just i think wes said like it just rang true to me it just rang true mm. like the diet and what I guess technically it's like what Ajahn was saying, but like the diet and eating raw meat. And once he started hearing about the terrain theory and all that, it just rang true to me. And I was like, that's exactly my experience with this stuff too. And I'm hearing you guys talk about it. Every other guest who eats raw meat has said some version of that. Like this just feels right. So you felt that you, mm. you just felt like this, this is truth. Yeah. It felt like, um, Man, I'm almost like speechless. I don't know how to describe mm. it. Um, it. It felt like um, like I was being guided in the mm. right direction. And I didn't know how to like feel that out. I was just like, this feels right. I need to dive into this um, understanding of the world. Mm. Like, I don't think I understand the world a couple, actually, no, it's been a year now, basically, since going like raw and everything. Mm. Like, I don't think I understood the world even like 50% as I do now. Um, I just like things that are kind of like puzzle pieces coming together as far as not just like uh, food. It's just like spiritual things mm. and energies and stuff that <laughs> I can't explain like scientifically. Yeah. But I love talking about that stuff now. Oh, we're going to get into it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. Um, oh, wait. So I guess to kind of close the whole uh, rabbit hole to now, how I got here. Um, mm -hmm. After reading like the Ogenous works and kind of like getting a little more proof on like what bacteria is about and um, if it's completely all good or some bad, um, I decided it's only fair if I get like the best quality meat I can get to try this out. And I was, I was scared out of my freaking brain to like try any of this stuff. Oh, you were? Uh, yeah, I was like shaking. I was kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, this is funny. I've actually never told anyone this. Um, but so I got like a grass fed ribeye, like the mm. best thing I think you could get as, mm. as far as the, the fat to protein content. Uh, yep. And um I think I just like, I tried to warm it up a little bit, um, just like let it sit out. Cause I feel like you're not supposed to have it cold, I guess. I don't know. I guess it, it just depends what you like kind of temperature. So I had it sitting on the plate and I sat down and I looked at it for about like 10 minutes. <laughs> I just looked at it because I was like trying to like visualize what I would, what I should do if something goes wrong. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, <laughs> am I going to like just wait out the bad feelings or am I going to go straight to the doctor's like hospital or something? Mm. Uh, so I was trying to plan. And then I think after 10 minutes, I just got over that whole in my head moment. 
and I just picked it up and I just like ripped off a piece. Oh yeah. Like, just, <laughs> like just, just, just piece, quick. like super like I guess that's how Wes eats it, right? Without like a fork and knife. Yeah, he, sometimes I think when he's like trying to like take down a big piece, he cuts it with scissors, I think. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, but sometimes yeah, he goes in there um savage mode. <laughs> yeah, I uh, love that. But yeah, I, I think I just like I took a piece off because I just wanted to like get it quick, get it quick in there, see how it tasted. And I kind of just let it sit for a second. And um this is the description I actually relate to a lot of people with is that the first mouthfeel that I got, it felt so clean. Yep. yep. <laughs> it, felt, it just felt like, you know, I could easily swallow this, you know, like I was like, oh, okay, barely have to chew this. But, um, so yeah, I chewed it a little bit just to see, like, I don't know if it broke down anything weird, um, in the mouth. And then, like, at that point I was just like really scared to swallow it. Then I was on the next phase. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, should I just let it go down or like just yak this thing up? I don't know. But, you know, I was like, I, that's why I chewed it for a little bit just to see what the taste, if it went like sour or something weird mm. and it stayed the same flavor profile the entire time I chewed it. And I was like all right, screw it. So I just swallowed it. As soon as I swallowed it, like a lot of other people said, like the lights just like turned on in my brain. Yep. Like it was something where like, I was almost angry that I had never felt that before. Mm. I was like, why, why was I um not like neglected of it? Cause I guess my family didn't know about, you know, raw things, but I was like, why has this not been shared with everyone? That's like this knowledge, of whatever uh, the raw basis is about. And uh, yeah, I just killed the steak after that. I just crushed it. It was, <laughs> it was so good. Okay. So you loved the taste. Like after the first bite and like kind of feeling your way through the first experience, you were like, no, this tastes good. And it, it was a good experience for you. It wasn't hard to get that first steak down because of taste or anything. No. Yeah. It was, um, I was expecting a taste actually. And it was almost yeah. neutral. Yeah. Yep. And I strangely liked that. I was like, oh, Same. it's not like, yeah, you did. What were you going to um, say? It's not what? Oh, I was gonna say it's not like um you weren't expecting something salty or sweet. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you're not hitting I think someone else said this on your podcast the other day. It's like you're not or maybe somewhere else. Like it's you're not overstimulating your senses mm. with the food. And I think oh, you know what? It was Frank. It was Frank that mm. said that. Mm. He has I like I like his approach on that. He I think he has in the raw primal world, he has such a unique approach to eating raw meat. You would think that there's not that many options that we have as far as like how to approach the raw primal diet because I don't know, it's semi-narrow. I mean, I think people in the primal diet would say, no, it's not narrow, there's plenty of options, but people with the standard American diet would say it's quite a narrow, quite a narrow lifestyle. And I think Frank has found some really fascinating, unique solutions to the diet, you know? Very, very interesting. Yeah, uh, like, I guess on, on that note, like, he is very, I feel like he is very close to the animals that he um, takes life from. And, like, he just, he keeps it clean and simple. But I understand the other side of people. They want, like, you know, a little bit of herbs, a little bit of mm -hmm. something. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's a nice change up. I'm not gonna lie, I do like some stuff every now and then, but yeah. um, I don't know. Depends. We had such a you and I had such a similar first meet experience because my actually I've never really talked about my first meet experience, and this isn't like this is your episode, not mine, but we just had a really <laughs> similar first experience with how we ate raw meat because uh, I also got a grass fed. Oh, I got a grass fed like New York strip steak. So it was like, it had like the yellow fat strap and it was the best one that I could find. And I took right. one bite and I was like, this is so good. It doesn't really taste like anything. And I was a little bit nervous, but I tried it anyway. And I was like, this, like, yeah, spiritual, it's like my spiritual lights came on and I was like, oh my God, I am <laughs> so, so close to this. And it was a good experience. Like it was a good experience so yeah it's interesting man I like how you bring up the trends between us and the primal community like a lot of us have had similar experiences like think about it I don't know we could there, there's a lot of different options for like what to start eating but it seems like mm, you just see a lot of the same trends like it's it, I think it's cool how we get intuitively led through through the raw meat world you know it's interesting yeah yeah that's it's such like a um i love the word like hive mind Mm. like Mm. i think we're like more connected with other people in this aspect now yeah that makes sense yeah it does it does i love this yeah very connected that's probably going to be the name of this podcast episode to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) just thinking out loud okay so did you talk with um Wes, or I'm sorry, can you say this other guy's name one more time so I can um, refer to it's him? It's like, I don't even know what um, descent the name comes from. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but I think it's Sparage. Sparage? Yes, Sparage. Sparage. Okay, Wes and Sparage, <laughs> did you contact them before you tried this? Or you were just like looking at their content and just wanted to try it yourself? Like, had you talked with them yet? Actually, I had never spoken a word to them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, All a, right. I'm a little I'm a little risk taker. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> I was messaging well, because Wes came on my podcast before, like months before I ever tried raw meat for the first time. So I was messaging Wes, like, Wes, I know everyone's asking you this, but I'm really nervous to eat raw eggs and I don't want to be nervous. And that's how he helped me with that. But okay, man. So you just like went for it. Okay. So you had your first raw and then what were you just like all in after that point yeah at that point I um I joined like all those those private diet uh telegrams oh my god no offense to who thank you to whoever made that because people need people need those telegram groups but I I went in there once and it's crazy that shit's crazy yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying I get like overwhelmed when there's like so many messages and it's like really intense. Okay, was it intense back oh, then yeah. too? Oh yeah. I mean I um I guess I didn't join yeah, it's it's been about a year um since I first joined like all those groups and everything. Mm-hmm. And um it was really helpful though, like the first couple months getting mm-hmm. into mold based because I just I didn't know how to to start this kind of routine um of of looking for properly sourced foods and like what foods combinations are the most beneficial most healing most detoxing i didn't even know what a detox was until a year ago 
Um, and I just like, I needed help. I needed so much help because I read the books, but for me, like talking to people who have already done some of the, the recipes and, and, um, kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it. it's kind of like things that worked for people and things that didn't like, they already have that info for you in the telegrams. It's like, yeah. uh, this kind of works, this didn't, but, um, it's kind of like, it was almost like a, like a wise old man in the telegrams. <laughs> there was always someone there. That's there was awesome. Wise yeah. It was so cool. Like I felt like I, they always had the answer to something. Wow. That's amazing. The people that props to the people who are in there, like, being the wise old man, helping people along the way. That's a big service. Like that's a life-changing service. Thanks guys. Yeah. It's such like a, such a burden. I feel like for them, I don't, I kind of feel bad. Cause they're, it's almost like, <laughs> I don't want to say they're a doctor to people. Yeah. But, but you know, they kind of, right. They kinda like give that advice um, yeah. Yeah. without saying medical advice. But, right. Um, I know. So there's those people, and then yes, there is the people that are very toxic in those groups. <laughs> very, like very toxic. Um, and that's that's the reason I don't go in most of them anymore. Um, it's good. It's just like people are so. It's either one, they're extremely strict with everything. Right, right. Which yeah. obviously, yeah, you've heard. Um, oh, I've and heard. Yeah, and then there's like the people that. Um, they're just very I don't know why it's like a lot of a lot of primal people are very aggressive and they're very like low tolerance for like any kind of like maybe stupid question kind of mm. thing mm. it just it's kind of like attack 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 yeah for some people. and I don't know why I don't know if it's like maybe a detox that's going on their adrenals you know they're just on edge all day could be mm. that like <laughs> um, I think it's a lot of factors but you got to kind of like just, you know, be a lover, not a fighter kind of thing. Um, and just, you know, try to be neutral in the situation. Like, hey, I'm just trying to share knowledge, how to be the, the healthiest possible. How about you guys? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah I um, love that. So I don't know. That's how I come to it. But now there's like new telegrams that like pop up like every month. Yeah. And I'll join them to see if it's better than the last one. And so far, I've found one that's really good. Um, so if you want in on that, yeah, I do share it with me. Um, okay. I was just gonna say, maybe it's the app, maybe it's the Telegram app. I don't know because that really, to be honest with you guys, that was my um. Oh, and to anyone listening to this who isn't in the primal diet, I'm sorry. Like, bear w with us, but we have to just address this. Because it's, it's interesting in this community. And I still don't really feel like I'm like in, in the primal community because I like do the, the diet like 50%. But it's just, it's like its own, it's just this own world. There's a lot of drama. Like people have contacted me about like, I don't know, just there's a lot of drama happening. And I'm like, what? Aren't we just here? all here to feel good. Like I, I don't get the, I guess it's, if we're not careful, we can just keep repeating high school again and again and again throughout our adult lives, you know, so that can happen in one group or the next. 
but it's a big, I would say, problem in the community because it's just irrelevant and it's just arbitrary and just like doesn't have to be there. It's just like so unnecessary. And I love that you described like the drama that happens in this community as toxic because aren't we all here to fucking detox? <laughs> and but there's still all this toxic energy like and, and it's funny because there's toxic energy about people saying that I'm healthier than you. And this is how you you are most healthy. Look, if you're hating on anything, you're not you're not healthy. Healthy people don't hate on other people's stuff. So like, so I believe it to be a problem in this community. Um, and I think I believe that as we grow in numbers and also become aware of like the energy we want to be around and don't want to be around, I believe those hateful voices are going to get drowned out. Because like you said, there's new telegram groups being started all the time. People are just, and I started Primal Meetup. There's just going to be like more and more groups that are started with like better energy. And the people that have good energy are going to gravitate towards those groups. So I, I just believe that it's like short-lived, but but I do want to speak um, a little bit on what you were saying, Ben, about like, I don't like, why? Why are there so many aggressive people in the primal community? And that I was like racking my brain over that for a while earlier, like at the start of this year. And honestly, I feel like, I, I truly feel like it's just diet dogma. Because I'm thinking to like the vegan community, there are some nasty ass people. Like, I'm not even really like looking into the vegan community. I just remember when I was eating vegan or like at a party and someone else was vegan. There are some nasty ass people who are vegan. There are nasty ass carnivores. I just feel like the diet dogma like really gets into people's heads. And, and also it's people trying to find health when people aren't healthy and they have a lot of trauma with like whatever they have experienced they get nasty so I don't know what do you think about that do you think it's just diet dogma or do you think the raw primal specifically is is like really attracts people who are extra nasty that's a really good topic actually um there's an example that just popped in my head there's a kid on YouTube name is um Joey Schwartz do you hear about him at all no okay um I would look him up he's probably the youngest kid I know that's actually in the raw animal based um how old is he i think he's like 18 or something oh yeah logan logan is also 18 logan Cohen oh, came on this podcast yeah yeah oh, but no, it's young cool. right i was like at parties yeah. getting wasted when i was 18 how old are you ben oh, i'm 24 okay yeah um so yeah i'm jealous of them and <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> and I followed his community when he was on like Cook's Carnival and stuff. And he like, he made it known, which I love, like how resilient he is for how young he is. Um, yeah, I'm not that old. I don't know why I'm saying he's young. <laughs> he's mean, much younger than me. You grow a lot between the age of 18 and 24. Like you're still a teenager when you're yeah, that's fair. Like you're a teenager. That's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he... He started, um, like, just kind of railing the carnivore community because mm. he identified how much dogma there was, like, dogmatic behavior there was in the community. Um, so it was like, even if you said the slightest thing that was against maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of fruits here, maybe a little bit of something here, like, his comment section would get exploded <laughs> with these people, like the carnivore dogmatic tribe. Right. I, I love the way he puts it. It's like a tribe of people. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Like, you know, how a lot of people say it too. It's like, you want to be a part of a tribe yeah. naturally, which yeah. you said as well. Um, and it's kind of like, yes, that makes sense. But it's like, are you in the tribe for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, is it benefiting the like entire world? Like what your tribe is purposed for, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess in the diet space specifically, he was like trying to transition out of that that tribe and they were trying to keep him in there. You know, they were like, don't leave. You're making a mistake or something like the whole cooked carnivore thing. And um, he made videos about it. Uh, like there's, I don't want to like name drop a bunch of people and get all the drama. But No, uh, please don't. I don't want anyone messaging me. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. dealt with that enough this week. Um, <laughs> that is yeah. like cult behavior. It's cult behavior. Oh, we don't like that word. I forgot. A lot of people get super triggered by the cult, like, you know, because a lot of people call Rob Primal like an actual cult. So sorry, guys, I don't mean to like oversimplify what's happening here, but it's just I just find it very hypocritical. Right. Like people they're saying like society is a cult, you know, like society and like normie eating habits are a cult. But then like the, the same if you boil it down, the same behavior is happening in the raw primal community it's crazy i'm sorry continue <laughs> continue ben. yeah oh no that's good so i think at that point that's when my like um train of thought started thinking more about dogmatic behavior mm-hmm. and i found when i reflected on back on myself i noticed that i was becoming a little dogmatic um oh you were the- i could never picture you like that <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly, in the first the first couple of, like months of Primal, I was like, "This is it. I'm strict. Like <laughs> this is it. Like there's no other like substitutions for anything. Like this is the only way I can get healthy and detox." And then like a couple months like into it, I was just like reflecting again. And I was like, "No, oh, my body can handle these other things. You know, it can it can eat a little bit of." Um, I don't know, like potato or something like that, like something that's a little off plan. And I was like, it hasn't ended my life, you know, immediately. So I'm like, why am I being dogmatic? Like, why am I stressing myself? I felt so much stress um, in the first like couple months, even though I felt good from the foods, so much mental stress. Like I was like, oh, I need to do this, 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 this. And that's where the dogmatic behavior ended for me was I was just tired of the stress. Um, and how bad is that on your body, like for your health? You know, it like goes back to like, what's the actual priority here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so backwards. It's so back- right? backwards. Uh, and I think Wes Rowe, uh, he talked about it a couple of days ago. He was just saying like, I mean, he is kind of like more of a, um, a God uh, following guy. Like he, he, he loves higher up messages and things and that yeah. nature yeah i um, love that about him which is nice yeah that's that's mm-hmm. grounding that's a grounding thing mm-hmm. uh, i'm not heavy into uh religion or anything but yeah it's like you need you need to not be dogmatic in order to stay sane in my opinion like to have calmness in your mind i feel like um and so the people that are dogmatic still i think they're holding on 
either because they don't it's weird actually it's like almost like they don't want to to see the truth for some reason there's i think there's something holding them back what would be the truth in this scenario um the truth um at least nutritionally it's like the let's say for example like the the hardcore cooked carnivore people actually well actually no we were talking about raw primal being dogmatic um i'd say treating people as gods that is further from the truth than i think anything would be because Mm. it's kind of you're not experiencing anything for yourself you're relying on this person that may or may not be a god which quote unquote quote unquote is oh right (laughs) i'm with you i'm with you yeah 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 yeah. so i mean i love ogenous but i'm not gonna treat him as a god um I'm going to treat him as a, a guide. Mm. <laughs> that's just like, I guess that's, just, that's the only way I can sum it up. I think that's uh, a great way of describing it. Yeah. It, it's like the truth, the truth, like a lot of people say it reveals itself. <clears throat> um, and I think like back to the thing, it's like, I think, certain dogmatic people there's either a trauma or there's something holding them back from pushing on mm. to the truth Ooh, i don't I like that yeah you don't i know think it's why. different different traumas and things mm. I don't know. um that is well so you know i don't I'm not really going to speak on what my relationship to coaching is at this point in my career, but I've been a self-development coach, right? So a lot of people, a lot of my clients would come to me after like therapy didn't work. Like a lot, I've, I've had a lot of clients that I've studied the human brain a decent amount for like just a girl who's not like, I just have a certification in health coaching. I don't have it like a lot of, I'm not a therapist. I don't have a lot of formal education, but I definitely feel like I know trauma when I see it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anytime anyone's hating online, I'm like, how can you argue that you're healthy? Like you're not, Our, your brain and, and your body are connected. So if you're super, super <laughs> imbalanced and angry or like super one track mind or you, you can't, or if you're black and white thinking, like, like traumatized children thinking like, black well children overall think in like black and white but like if we're thinking in black and white as adults we're like stuck in this traumatized child's brain right and I like I said I'm not an expert in any of this but like this has just been my experience and I've seen it time and time again with my clients it's like if you're if you're if you get so reactive there's something there there's just something there I'm not saying that my health is perfect at all I'm just saying like I think we're missing a piece here. Like I I think a lot of people in the primal community are still separating what's going on in their heads and what's going on in the rest of their bodies. Like uh, if, Mm. if if there's some crazy ass shit going on in your head and if you're really reactive, how is that not being factored into your level of health in general? We're really, I I don't see a lot of that happening in the primal community. Mm. But what yeah. about you? You're like more into the, you're more in the community than I am. Yeah, I would say, um, wow, you, you've actually almost changed my opinion on something I was going to bring up. Hmm. Uh, because I always have 
I thought you need to master your physical health first before your mental. Mm. But in this case with trauma, your mental health could block your physical health. Mm. <laughs> that's <Whoa>. like, that's <laughs> so crazy. Deep. Because, yeah, it's like, it's just mad deep for no reason. Um, and it's like, I think, I think like, yeah, like the primal diet community that I'm kind of in and out of, um, a lot of them are also more for physical health, I think, than mental health um, or, or, yeah. or spiritual health or anything okay. like that. Um, and I think it's due to treating the diet as scripture, mm -hmm. um, doing routines, schedules within the diet that Ajnus had laid out. When you do the routine, I feel like I have actually never done the routine 100 um, percent because it, uh, it looks stressful from the beginning. It looks very stressful and time consuming, <laughs> yeah. uh, which people say it is. So, right. That makes right. sense. Um, but when but, Scott Hall, <laughs> when Scott came, I love Scott. When he came on this podcast, he was like, the way he explained, he's, this guy's a genius. Like the, he's going to be an amazing community leader if he builds his community. Like the way he described it to me, I was like, I can't even remember what he said. He was like, no, it's just like, it's like a total of like, an hour and a half a day, or I can't even remember what exactly he said, but the way he described it, I was like, oh, that doesn't seem that bad. But it is really, it, it is actually very labor intensive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And okay. I respect his grind. I respect it. Absolutely. I love Scott so much. He's amazing. Yeah, he is an example of like, <laughs> you can do it. Um, you can do it if you like, um, schedule out your days to work around the uh work life that you have and everything like if you're working a bunch eh, it might be a little hard um but he's the kind of guy that like he will make everything in the morning um when he starts the day um and it's kind of like yeah that works but let's say you got an early morning job or something like it's just you gotta move around your life kind of like that um and not having that routine to have to do every day like you can just you can be so much more flexible with the raw lifestyle like you could literally throw a steak and a piece of tubware and then just walk around with it um something simple like that it's just like so much simpler if you don't stress about like exact measurements of things and um you know getting the, getting everything sorry everything down to a um minute by minute um routine kind of thing so um yeah there's 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 probably times for it though times to be strict like when you're in really bad health i think mm -hmm. you do want to be strict if that makes sense for sure and good for you like good for anyone who can take on the diet that's strict if that's what they want to do and that's what makes them feel good and i mean <clears throat> I don't see anything wrong with it. If you want to do it, then do it. But um, the what I do see as like wrong is like assuming that everyone needs the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone takes the same uh, the same amount of fuel and everything. Yeah, I can't imagine doing it. But like, if I had someone doing it for me, like if I had like a housekeeper. Or like someone who just loved to do that and that was their zone of genius and they did it all for me. I think it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. 
so interesting. Okay, so I want to get back to your journey a little bit before we like just keep freestyling with topics. Okay. So, so you've been okay. So basically, you started the primal diet just on an intuitive hunch that you needed to gain more weight. Like that was the that was the reasoning for starting it. Yeah, it was really wow. like it was just from like trying to become bigger. Um like and, like more muscular? Yeah, it was mainly muscle, um mm -hmm. but I was very skinny. I was probably like 3 years ago I was probably like 10-12% body fat, I feel like. Oh wow. Uh, or maybe even maybe even less than 10%. Um and I just didn't feel straight up I didn't feel manly. Mm, yeah. I didn't feel yeah, I didn't feel myself um and I think that's why I had the urge to gain weight and gain muscle um it's my masculine side coming out mm -hmm. um which I, I was like you know what I might as well embrace that you know oh absolutely uh, yeah if you feel like that's I I I just think following our instincts is the best thing we can do yeah especially yeah especially like yeah listening to your own body's signals yeah. um and so at that point, when I was trying to figure out um, what led me more into primal was I had known that um, I was kind of like in, in the readings of primal. And this is how I like understood that I wanted to do it was because I had gotten like a bunch of vaccines when I was a kid. Um, and I knew there was some like, vaccines that I didn't need to have and mm -hmm. I got them in. Mm -hmm. and I was like there's probably some nasty stuff chilling in my body right mm -hmm. now um and I think I think I just wanted to do the detox mainly mm. I didn't really when I started reading the primal uh works I was like <laughs> wow the this seems like the best way to detox because you're using whole foods you're not using some supplement powder to detox um made from a lab or something right. artificial. I was like, hell yeah. I don't want to do anything artificial anymore. Mm. Like I, that's just me. I know there's cons a consumer base for it, but um, I'm not going to spend my money on that. Sorry guys. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's for some people. Maybe they need it. Um, but I wanted to do it kind of the natural way. And I was like, yes, this is like straight up natural. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it's, I wanted to detox and also I heard you can gain weight really well. Like, like you're basically taking steroids. Like I heard on this diet, a lot of people say, um, mm. at least that, that's Scott Hall's words. He's like, you will look like people will accuse you of taking steroids on this <laughs> diet. <laughs> okay. That's interesting because I don't, think i know anyone in the raw primal community that looks like they're on steroids oh really do you uh i know some dudes uh in the telegram yeah they they post some pics and they're they're pretty big <laughs> uh, they're pretty big okay yeah this is totally lost on me like everyone to me looks like i mean size wise just looks quite normal but but what is unmistakable to me in the primal realm is like 
skin buoyancy and glowing skin. Like I've never seen men with, you're one of these people, Ben, such buoyancy in the skin and so glowing. Like just that to me is a really, I, I just, I know it's a really good sign of health because I, we, most people have like dark circles under their eyes and it's just interesting. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I noticed most, but I've never seen a guy. Yeah. I guess I'm pretty far out of the community still. I don't know a lot of what's going on in there. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you were attracted to it because of that. And now at this point, do you feel like you've gained like the masculinity that you were kind of like searching for? Like, do you feel like you've embodied that with this diet? That's, that's actually really good um, to follow up on. Cause I've actually been asking myself that like mm. over these past couple of reports that I've been doing, there's three months little reports on my uh, profile. Um, I reported, I think I reported on once, like the second report, uh, which is like six months in, I think. And, um, I had noticed without even working out some of my body parts, like it was like my traps, they were growing. Like I've never seen them grow before. Wow. And I was like, this is so like easy. This is so easy. Um, cause I think my body was just missing those raw nutrients and it, it never got a chance to grow when I was a kid or anything else. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, it's so cool. And I just, I started tracking it like every week. I was like, yeah, I'm getting like a little wider, a little bigger. I'm obviously not massive uh, right now. Um, I don't want to be massive. It's just like, I want to feel a little more um, like straight up. I guess how I've been thinking is like, I want to be big enough where I can protect myself and potentially a family kind of thing. Mm, I love that. Uh, yeah, it's like I've only thought this way once I started getting into carnivore slash primal. I started getting this instinct to be more protective, which is funny. Um, and so I have noticed muscle gain. Uh, I actually want a little more fat, which is funny. I want a little more fat on me. Um, I don't know Everyone's going to be really happy to hear that in the raw primal community. Just because there's this whole movement of everyone wants to get fat, you know? Yeah, yeah, that that is true. That's like a huge uh, goal. <laughs> what do you think about that? The whole getting fat thing. Does it make sense to you? Man, that is that is a good topic. Um, because I know I've been fat phobic like all my life. You've been fat phobic. Fat phobic. Actually, I should, that's kind of like a, a trigger word for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> I should say. Um fat conscious like like maintaining a low level of fat on my body intentionally uh, yeah intentionally because i'd always thought being fat was unhealthy okay uh, um, at least you know to the standard uh guidelines from governments and whatnot yeah. you know <laughs> that's what they give you but, yeah. but um i think I think there is something, and actually, I, yes, there's another anecdotal evidence I can give you. Um, since I've gotten a little more fat, or actually, let me backtrack. When I wasn't as fat starting on the primal diet, I took the hot baths, mm. um, which I'm sure you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so these baths are freaking hot, the hottest I've ever taken in my life. And so when I get in there, when I'm like my little 150, 145 in pounds, 
uh, with like no fat on me. Like I just start tweaking. Like I get anxiety in my head. I'm like overheating in like five minutes. And I'm like, I can't handle this. I don't know why. So I got out and I just had to cool down. I just had to calm down. And um, I didn't go back in there because I was scared to. And then when I tried, I wanted to try it again. And I didn't try it again because people on the communities were saying, you need to be fat to take these hot baths. You need to have fat on your body because one, it'll, it'll help store the toxins that are released out of your body. Mm -hmm. you know harness them so they're not in your bloodstream and they're not making you um anxious they're not making you you know temperate is is hell um and so i waited i think like two or three months and um i got a couple more pounds of fat on me um jumped in the bath and i could go at least 30 minutes without feeling any sort of anxiety mm. and i did the same the same methods I didn't eat anything different. I didn't do anything different. I just went in the same temperature bath. I just sat there and I was like, wow, pretty calm right now. Mm. And I think my body was like ready to release toxins out through the bath. It had, wow. had proper fat and um, it was either the fat combined with also the properties of the bath. But like Ajahnus uh, had said, um, a lot of his clients said the milk helps soothe the skin when the toxins are trying to come out and it'll also bind to the toxins and hold them in the milk um like fat molecules and things like that mm. so there's like a lot of things helping you the fat from yourself fat from the milk mm. um and i was like that was the instant that i knew like fat is a special thing yeah there's something to it that, that um we really have to like respect more um uh, as far as a macro kind of thing. I love Eating. that. That's cool. I like this a lot. I, to be honest, I love, <clears throat> well, as a woman, I like, I like having more fat in my body. And this happened after I started getting into meat and like a more ancestral diet too. Like what you're saying about you started to kind of start to want to embody these primal roles, like protecting I also started like mothering in, in in interesting ways and desiring to be more uh, like padded, I guess, with fat. And we really don't mm. give fat enough credit. Like it's it's I feel like society is still kind of stuck in the 90s when it was like the no fat stuff. Like people still have that in their brains that like fat isn't good. Once I started eating fat. And just like, I think we should have fat on our bodies. I think we should be eating higher fat. It's such <clears> a magical thing. I love how you kind of highlighted that there. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're like, you're kind of, you're all for it for the, the ga gaining weight, getting fat thing. Yeah. I would rather someone gain weight than try to live on no body fat for the rest right. of their life. Right. That's, and it's funny because I was the complete opposite years ago um and i've just switched 180 um because it's like strictly because of the toxin topic it's like skinny people do die actually um easier than people with like fat even if you have toxic mm. fat um it makes so much sense yeah because like the skinny people like it goes the toxins go straight to your organs kind of thing it 
in that way, if you don't have any fat to surround the organs, you know, and harness the toxin, it just affects your organs without any fat to protect it. Yeah. Um, seems scary, honestly, when you're that skinny too. Yeah. Right. So. Like you just, I've been skinny like that too. And it just, it, you, you have the feeling of being unprotected. Like you have the feeling of just being like weak and frail and yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just makes sense. So yeah. do you have like a target weight? Do you think about that or do you just try to get as many calories in as possible every day? Um, I kind of did in the beginning. Um, I wanted to be like a number. I wanted to be like 160 or something. Um, and I was like, I don't want to stress myself. That's what I thought yeah. about right after I said that. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, oh, now I got to hit a goal again. Oh, yeah. And hell. Complete hell. It sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like uh, so many other like, random goals though so i'm like okay um i'm just so it's more the latter what you said like i just ate um without tracking calories mm -hmm. i just ate till uh i was full kind of thing but i made sure each meal i was full and nothing less um because yeah. i i want i wanted to make sure i had enough uh food to intake for fuel and like regeneration and building of muscle um, so it's not only for fuel kind of thing, um, which Agenis puts that really well, actually, if you have enough fat, um, with your protein or whatever protein may be, um, if you have enough fat, then, um, you'll have extra fat and protein to build and regenerate the cells of your muscles and, and tissues and whatever, because mm -hmm. you have fat to digest first rather than you digest the protein kind of like immediately um mm. but you don't have that fat it's, it makes sense it's kind of like you're just using it directly for fuel um and you don't really digest it longer that's how i kind of look at it like you don't digest it as long so it doesn't um assimilate for your muscles to build mm. um that's how i look at it and i, I think i think building the muscle I'm trying to think about it because I did a workout routine like a strict workout routine like weights like barbells and all that stuff and I think I reported on it maybe just like a second so it was too quick in my uh, reports but I had noticed that after a couple weight sessions my body I think my body was telling me to stop going to the gym mm. my body my body like I felt I felt like I was harming my body when I was in the gym. Wow. It didn't feel good. Yeah. I was like, my body's telling me to stop doing the set in the middle of the set right now. And I'm just yeah. pushing it. And a lot of people will disagree with that. They'll think, oh, you're just, you're just a pussy, man. You got to push through it. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> And I was just like, you know what? I think there's more to it, though. Mm -hmm. I think our bodies are made to do a certain amount of exercise that is necessary to survive um or you know do things like building things stuff that like our our, our limbs and everything are made to do to us like a short period like you know how people like build houses like they spend maybe like an hour or two just going hard 
but it's nothing like repetitive sets over yeah. and over it's yeah. just like um day-to-day -day, like tasks you could do out in nature or something like that like that's acceptable to me um and so at this point i realized i need to get into a calisthenic kind of mindset mm -hmm. body stuff yeah um and i'm so glad i listened to that intuition because i feel so much better doing that now mm. um, yeah it's, it's so cool when you just listen to your body man I know you're so intuitive too. I love that. I, I love how intuitive you are. Actually, yeah, that's interesting because we're still getting back to an intuitive place. And I introduced you as someone who's like very structured, but you kind of, you combine them in a really nice way. And I noticed that <laughs> from your videos too, like your video updates, you do, you, you do both. It, it really, it's, I like following your journey a lot, Ben. I mean, you're a great guy, but like, I, I particularly like hearing what you have to say about your journey because it has become a spiritual journey for you as well as a very physical journey. Like you're still very, very physical with all this stuff, like tracking physical symptoms and how you're feeling and all that. But it's also become the spiritual thing. And I guess we're kind of getting into that territory right now um, because I'm, yeah, it's interesting, man. I feel like I could write a book on all you guys because you're all so different. But when <laughs> I, 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 I talk to you guys like the raw meat males that I meet. And um, I just think spiritual every time I talk to you guys, even if you say, no, I'm not really that spiritual. That's just what I think when I interact with you. And you're someone that I really like, I'm talking to you now and I'd be like, oh yeah, Ben is a very spiritually sound person. Um, so did that develop during your experience with the diet or were you that type of person before? Yeah, that is a deep one. <laughs> um, dang. So, huh. I just don't want to make sure I miss any timelines of spiritualness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've, um, I've always believed in spirits in general. Um, I know there's the whole, you know, ghosts kind of thing. That's cliche. Um, but it's more so, I feel spiritually connected to, uh, nature. Yeah. Really strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of those things. It's like, and it actually gets into the conversation of sp being spiritually connected with people, like physical people on the earth. Um, I guess I'll talk about more of the nature aspect and I can get into the people kind of thing. Uh, the nature spiritual um, uh, kind of environment for me, it always started when I, I used to do these, um, it's kind of like a, a boy, um, a bootleg Boy Scouts kind of thing, if you know what Boy Scouts is. Yeah. Okay. I guess everyone does. <laughs> um, but it's it's called uh, Indian Guides. Oh, yeah. I've heard of those. Wait, really? Yeah. No way. Well, explain it more. I think I have. Why is that so surprising? I, is it not a big I, thing? I've never heard of anyone in my life that knew what that is. Except, I'm pretty except, sure I've heard of that. It's, it's like an organization where it's like, 
now it's it got canceled now because oh. of uh pregnant. but um because of what like um kind of like cancel culture actually no mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll give you the tea um so <laughs> we <we're... laughs> please do please i feel like okay i have to say this is probably our most gossipy episode that we've ever had here who would have thought it would be with ben ben's like let me tell you guys what the deal is here <laughs> i love it uh, i love it go ahead okay um so as a rookie um indian as you would come into this this camp environment Mm -hmm. It was always based in some remote location in the woods. Um, it was never the same location, so it was some random. You would be given an Indian name. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the names, they were meant to be fun. You know, it would be a combination of some sort of nature element. Mm -hmm. And then maybe um, a color or something. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I was, I wasn't anything really to be canceled i was blue moon oh <laughs> <laughs> but other people you know they took it a little far because they wanted to uh, i mean i didn't care i was a kid mm -hmm. um it, it would come down to things that was you know actually there's like example another example like the nfl team like the redskins right right that stuff um not accepted anymore that's just how it is but um like that was like, we all thought it was fun to be as connected as possible to the Native Americans. Yeah. So we, want, we wanted to simulate what they were doing. Yeah. And we literally got in tribal ceremonies. Mm. As, as a bunch of like, it was like a mixed race of people. But it was mostly like a bunch of white dudes, a bunch of old white dudes. Yeah. Uh, just having fun. Like we had like, we had tribal drums and everything like mm. we're like you know reenacting um because we had people that started the organization they were like in they were like not in like actual tribe but they had ancestors that had passed down that knowledge mm. uh, at least as what i had heard um they could have just told a story and it was a lie essentially that is where i started kind of respecting like nature a lot mm, that's amazing yeah and, and i felt like i feel like every time i was out there um there was always a give and take between me and nature like we would go fishing or something and like we would we would give back to the the water and, and like throw any like food scraps or something we didn't want mm. and then we would get a fish like the next like hour or something mm. felt like there was a give and take there um but wow. you know there may not be but i think there was um mm -hmm. certain connection and communication going on i think with nature and i still can't explain how to communicate with nature i don't that's not in my capacity i feel like as as a human myself mm -hmm. i don't even know if we have that ability but it's stuff like grounding you know grounding mm-hmm that is like, that is why one of my favorite ways to connect uh, with nature because I can just feel the negative like electrons just leaving my body. Mm, whoa. Yeah, and that's how someone described it before to me was like, 
all of your negatively charged ions from your phone, from your EMF devices and things, they're just building up in your body. Um, and it makes sense. Like I, I get these headaches, like when I'm working at the job uh, every now and then, just like sitting around all these devices. Like as soon as I get outside and ground, um, the headaches just go away and things. Wow. So it's just like, there's gotta be something to connecting, getting back to connecting with nature mm -hmm. and uh, kind of listening for, I don't know. I don't know if listening is the word, but accepting what it's, what it's trying to give to you mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's trying to heal you. You just need mm -hmm. to let it heal kind of thing. Um, and we don't, we sit inside all day. We neglect it, but there's a balance, I guess, to everything. So, um, yeah, that's like the nature. I don't even know if that's spiritual, really. That is so spiritual to me. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, I have you guys on and you're like, I don't even think I'm spiritual. I'm like, did you just hear what you said? <laughs> it's so spiritual. It's so spiritual and so well guided. Like, there's just so much truth to what's coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Okay, so you always had that type of spiritual relationship I see nature as being so spiritual too by the way like I always tell people well when I was coaching people one-to-one -one and they had like religious trauma so they were like eh, I don't really like the word God and it kind of makes me feel weird gives me bad memories I'm like what about nature you know mm -hmm. like nature I think is such a great representation of God and and mm -hmm. how things are going in the spiritual world you know I just think nature is so so spiritual just as is like nature just is and that's so fucking spiritual <laughs> you know what I'm yeah saying? It, it, yeah and a lot of people can't handle that they can't handle that nature is what it is mm. and it doesn't have to be some higher extremely all-knowing being uh yeah. because nature could be that you know it nature uh, like as far as whoever can wipe us out nature nature can definitely do the trick there there's a couple of things depending on what you believe what kind of conspiracy theories you believe there's mm -hmm. a couple of things that could wipe us out but nature sure can like at the end of the day nature will be the last thing that's here so. yeah have you ever had like a moment where like you figured out how powerful nature was Ooh, that's such a good question I think just watching the weather, you know, like I've just always <laughs> been interesting, interested in observing the weather and just seeing what can happen. I used to be so scared of tornadoes. And we, when we were moving from California to Michigan, where I'm at now, I was like, oh, no, they have tornadoes there. And I still have nightmares about tornadoes. I mean, that shit is crazy. <laughs> like that is mm. crazy to me that there are tornadoes in the sky that can just like uplift an entire house and like destroy it or earthquakes or you know it's just so powerful or or swimming in the ocean right you're like this shit can swallow me up right now in my opinion that's terrifying <laughs> but yeah I think I think any time in my or in, being in the desert like this place can eat me alive and dry me up you know what I'm saying like mm. not to get really like intense but but I think just being in nature and seeing what weather can do and seeing 
just being in the sea, it's just, you can't mistake that kind of power. I mean, how would you answer that question? Yeah, this uh, brings up a really good thought I wanted to put in here is that I actually, I thought karma was a real thing up until about, yeah, when I went primal. Um, huh. Because, and, and here's why. is because I looked at nature for like what it was and I, I was like, I was like, nature doesn't care if you, how do I say this? Nature doesn't care um, if you do something bad or good. I feel like it's always going to be there. It's not going, not going to change. (laughs) But there is a caveat, it's a caveat because it's like, I feel like you don't want to take advantage of nature, you know, destroy it. Um, I keep contradicting myself because if you destroy nature, you destroy nature. It's like, I don't know if it's going to create some massive targeted events towards you. Um, But I think it's like, this is why I don't think there's any good or bad in the world. That sounds kind of dark, but it's like, I don't think there's any good or bad, literally. Um, mm. Because nature will always, you know, you know, it's like the survival of the fittest, kind of. That's what I'm trying to think about. Mm. Like an animal out there, like nature won't give it, give some small little animal an advantage because it's small. It's got to figure out its way to beat the bigger predator. It's got to be smarter. It's got to be faster. It's got to figure it out. Like nature doesn't care about disadvantages and advantages it is what it is Um, and that's how I think about it now this is such a fun one of my favorite topics we've ever talked about on this podcast I love it because honestly Ben I have been thinking about this and this idea has been developing in my mind over the past like two or three months like partially because I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast and this comes up from time to time with the guests he has on there and also just partially in my self-development process. Um, so I used to be, okay, I'm going to kind of like intro this and then I'm going to take the conversation deeper because I also have another question to ask you, a follow-up question. So I've been back and forth about God for a while and I used to be like really deep into the spiritual community and I was very like God-based there and then now the way that I've seen my life go I'm starting to feel more into the nature vibes as a God situation rather than the God vibes like the parental God vibes as a God right so I've been really tuning into how nature is and and what's happening on on earth to get a feel for a force that's greater than me rather than this like parental punitive figure that I can't see. So I've been thinking mm-hmm. about this topic a lot. And the a quote that I keep going back to is one by Will Harris. I don't know if you saw his episode on Joe Rogan. Wait, is it Will Harris? The farmer? White Oak Pastures? Oh, I heard about it. I heard about it. I didn't watch it though. Okay, he's compelling as fuck. Um, He has this cool Southern accent. And he says, nature, I'm going to butcher this, but the gist of it is nature isn't kind. 
nature is really brutal, but nature is beautiful. And I'm like, there's so much truth to that. That has how my <laughs> life, like I've seen the evidence in my life, but obviously we see the evidence in nature. Watch any moment of nature and you're like, wow, that's fucking brutal as shit. But, but it's like <laughs> real and it's true. There's truth to it and it's powerful and it's beautiful. And like, let's think about our self-development journeys, right? Like, I don't know what you've experienced earlier on in life and all that, but uh, I mean, we know that life can be brutal as fuck. Like we know why, why, why do we experience all of this brutality? Like a lot of people suffer, a lot of people who don't want to suffer, who consciously don't want to suffer are still suffering around the world. Why? Like, why is that? So that's been one of my Whew, I guess one of my biggest like questions about life these days where I'm like, if there's a, if there's this parental God that loves, and I'm not saying there's not because in, in my opinion, I just feel like, and I'm going to ask you about this too, your, your relationship to God, but I just feel like something inside of me is like, there is a force out there. And I kind of feel like that force has my back for some, uh, for some reason. I just, I just feel that even if it's mm -hmm. nature, I kind of just feel like nature has my back because like, like I've been through some crazy shit, but like, I'm still here. Like I've, I drank enough alcohol to like die a couple of times and I'm still here, you know, <laughs> I put myself in crazy situations and I'm still here. So like something about nature, it's like, I think it's got my back, but there's a lot of suffering. There's still a lot. Of, so why, if there is this, if there's this God that loves us, why are there babies suffering? Why are there little babies suffering around the world? So I keep going back to this quote from Will Harris, like nature is like, is so brutal, but it's so beautiful. Um, and okay, so get, like crawling my way out of that tangent. Do you Feels think, good. Ben, thank you. Do you <laughs> think that nature can ever be destroyed? Because you mentioned, well, if you destroy nature, but can nature ever be destroyed? So the first example I think of is when you till up the soil a bunch in agriculture. Yeah. I think there is a point of no return with that kind of soil um, destroying process. Because I mean, eventually, that's true. We haven't seen we haven't seen an exact evidence of soil being completely destroyed uh, mm -hmm. because we haven't gotten there yet. Um, mm -hmm. Like agriculture is getting there, the big ag at least. Um, tilling the soil, tilling the soil, tilling the soil, taking all the carbon out of the soil and the life, uh, the microorganisms, I guess. I think that's not really an example because it hasn't shown itself yet. This is kind of my scientific side showing again because I, I like evidence. Yeah. But, uh, if I can't have evidence, um, maybe I just haven't researched, I think, enough for the evidence. But um when you let's say you you're deforesting taking a lot of trees out of an area like you will destroy ecosystems i think at that point um i i think it's actually happened in certain areas um i read about it probably i think a while ago but it's it's like you take enough trees out of an area like all the animals are affected to the point where they must move away in order to thrive um, in the condition that they did have. Mm. So mm. 
Yeah, it's kind of like unless humans intervene and put life back into nature, mm-hmm. that nature will suffer um, because at that aspect, it's going to rely on an outer force, which is us, to revive mm. it. Mm. Um, it's like, I don't think it would come out of thin air. Just be like, oh, magical dust on the soil or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's my like uh, reasoning, I guess. It's kind of like, you gotta like keep it sustained in its natural state as much as possible because if you don't nature is like as you said it's brutal Mm. it would literally leave be void of life um because you're treating it so badly um so it's it's kind of like it can't bring itself back to life um that's the way I'm looking at it, like literally, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I, I like hearing your the way you interpreted that. If 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 nature had no life left, it would. Mm-hmm. Look, let's say it would look what something like a desert. Yeah, it would look like um like a drought, like a dried up lake or something. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. like it. It would be like a dust bowl. I, right. I would think um like how mars looks or something like that exactly yeah and it's like isn't that funny how a lot of uh movies are pushing um dead looking areas and uh Uh, i didn't know that that must be why i don't watch movies anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's 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 probably a good thing um i love sci-fi though that's my like crux i love sci-fi that's why um, terrifies me for that exact reason. It's so scary. I'm like, what? Going to space? And I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> ah, scary. Yeah. It's like foreign. Everything's foreign. Yeah. That's why. Uh, um, but if, if, if this, okay. If nature was dead, quote unquote, and it was just like a dust bowl, would that still be nature though? Because there's still weather, right? Like there's still weather. There's still like, like, what is nature? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are we on drugs right now? I feel like we're <laughs> getting really deep. Because um, the way I'm looking at it is that personally, nature can never be destroyed. Not that we've seen. To me, like, the absence of nature is what? Like, I guess I'm, I'm I guess I'm, I guess I don't know the actual definition. I'm not, you probably know by now, I'm not much of a definitions girl, but like, I'm putting nature hand in hand with like everything we see around us. Like is space nature, you know what I'm saying? It's like, is nature just like the matter that's like how Mm. life is happening around us, you know, because let's think of like a, let's think of these areas that have been deforested and there's kind of just nothing there is in your eyes, Ben, is that still nature or is nature only nature if it is self-sufficient and things are growing on it and animals can live on it? That's a good question. (laughs) I like the latter second part of what you said. If it's Mm self-sustaining, that is nature in its truest form. Um, But if there's a, if there's just a deforested area, you're right. I think nature is still there. It's still communicating with the life around it. Mm. so it Mm. is like the life form of nature still but 
I think it's the way I'm thinking about it in my head is like, if you destroy something, you don't let it be self-sufficient or in its natural state. I feel like it's no longer, I feel like it's no longer truly nature. It's like this, this, I don't know, I don't know how to say it. Well, I don't mind. I, for some reason I'm thinking like an aborted baby. Mm. Like it's very very raw, but no, I like uh, that analogy. Yeah, it's like you gave up on that part of nature, mm. and now it could take a while to rebuild. But yeah, you're right. Like it's not, it's not actually dead. Like there is part of it that's still, it still has some sort of connective properties to the life around it. But it's, it's just not it's true form like it was thing. Um, this is moving this is a very moving <laughs> moving episode <laughs> like kind of making me emotional it's beautiful uh, okay so what is your relationship to god because you mentioned that you don't have like yeah tell us <laughs> yeah um so i was actually presbyterian mm. uh I got like um, the whole kind of like, not baptism, I can say that. I think it's mostly Catholic, I think. Um, but I did, um, oh wow, I'm blanking on the term. It's when you like sign your uh, allegiance to Presbyterianism. I think it's commencement. Yeah, oh. I think it's commencement. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Mm. Uh, <laughs> That tells you how in touch I am still with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, probably when I was like eight or eight, nine or ten, I was like really into um, Bible, Jesus, God. Aww, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not in a not in a shitty way. I just am picturing little tiny Ben, you know, eight year old Ben, like being really into <laughs> it. Aww. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I tr I was a tryhard back then. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I got, you, when you have this supportive group, kind of like everyone's on the same uh, belief system, like you just get a good energy. That's just how it is in general, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, you know, you're right. Even if it's a bad thing, it's kind of weird, but it's like, whoa, we all got, we all got the same drive. Dude, uh, that's so true. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Um, and so going down this path, like I, I was like, you know, memorizing scriptures and all these things, trying to apply them to my life kind of thing. Um, and I, it was interesting because it's like, I kept going through like more and more years and I kind of just like drifted away slowly from all of that. Um, but the things that I kept, which makes me believe there is a God figure still is that I believe I also got signals and signs from some sort of, I don't know, creature or being. I'm not going to say right now it's like it was God from the, the Testaments and everything like that, like a literal one religion, one way kind of thing. Um, I used to think like that when I was Presbyterian, but as I just kind of like, you know, picked up certain 
rabbit holes of religion and other things and like um like once you start hearing about you know like scientology all this weird stuff you're mm. like it really could be anything yeah it really could be anything um but what i did notice though was no matter how much i questioned it i did feel like i was getting the other two things signals from a higher being that i need to look out for this um situation and be prepared for it mm. and take it on like head on like don't hesitate kind of thing i got that a lot it was like do not hesitate or something undesirable could happen <laughs> mm. um i won't say that's karma I won't say that's karma because I think karma is black and white to me. Yeah. Um, these signals, I think they were more so guiding me. They were like, be ready for this. Mm -hmm. Yes or no. Can you give us an example? Yeah. Um, I think I had, I had a moment where I was, I was trying to decide whether I think I wanted to go, um, to go go to college or not kind of thing and um i was really just i was trying to meet new people and friends and things i just wanted a whole new environment but i was i was like afraid of like just failure you know just failure in classes and like meeting people even being to talk to people kind of thing like I was so introverted like years ago mm. so introverted <laughs> right it's like it's interesting because um now I've passed couple past year uh which goes into a lot of different communication like um and confidence topics it's like now I'm extroverted um mm. that's for a lot of reasons now but I was that introvertedness um Wow, I forgot what tangent I was on. What was I saying? Um. Oh, wait, your relationship to God, right? Like you, you felt. Oh, oh, I was asking you an example of of when oh. you felt led to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. When you were uh, starting college, you said. Yes, yeah, starting college. So I was like, yeah, I want to get some successful relationships and things, but I think the signs. Um. I think I got dreams. That's what it was. I got dreams that I would have possible failure and hard time talking to people. Whoa. And yeah, that's that's another spiritual thing, actually. I will confirm is dreams are my, like, simulations of things. Whoa. Like, I really listen to my dreams. Uh, I know a lot of people, like, don't care about them, but I, like, try to, I try to, actually, I write them down on my phone. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Smart. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Dreams is like the only, I just have to say this real quick. Dreams are, I think, the only thing that can connect us to like another consciousness or a realm or something. Ooh. That's the only thing hard evidence to say. It's something else like maybe subconsciously is what I mean to say. It's kind of like there's something connecting with something in the outer world it's pulling these energies, it's pulling something, um, whether it's good or bad, you know, nightmares, good dreams, could be anything. 
uh, that's the spiritual side. Oh, I, I that's interesting. But what about drugs? Drugs, I have, um, I've never done psychedelics. But never I'm just done. saying like, well, interesting to know, but also uh, um, that can, do you believe that that can connect us to, to another realm? Man, that is a really good topic though. Um, <laughs> like I, I've wanted, to, I've wanted to do mushrooms now uh, because of so many cool stories I hear of people <laughs> like go completely uh, and just accepting all of these signals and these words and things. And yeah. It's like, I, um, I think those people that are in that field, like, I think they should just go for it, like research that whole field, like dive in. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm scared just going to, do something toxic to my body. I don't know why. I feel like there's mm. some side effect to it. Mm. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> um, okay. There's not a research, not a research, so yeah. I see what you're saying. You're looking for like, yeah, yeah, okay. Long term, yeah, long term evidence. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So, yeah, dreams. Interesting. You're mm -hmm. okay. So when you were about to go to college, you're getting these dreams that you might fail yes i was um i was contemplating like after my dreams like is this a sign like should i just should i just not go for the field that i like and and the people that i want because the failure could set me back even more um and um Although dreams don't always make total sense in my dreams, which I think is kind of similar to other people's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always something wacky going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I think dreams are, those are the signals, I think. This connects to the God thing. Okay. Those are the signals that I think a higher being is able to give you the strongest the strongest mm -hmm. channel of communication is your dreams, I think. Wow. To outer deities or beings and things, um, whether it's demons or whatever, you know, like something is trying to communicate with you, I think. Mm. Um, and I really want, I actually do want to like dive into that kind of like research more um, with dreams and stuff because that's just something like, limitless um findings but yeah it, overall i think signs from gods um it's been dreams and then also i think i've seen like things like let's say i'm driving and i see like a billboard sign and it's like you need a new car or something yeah. <laughs> it's like damn i do need a new car like, <laughs> those things i feel like they come up the right times mm. and not like on your phone how they can like literally feed you advertisements because that's like right. the algorithm yeah um but this is like non-technology based just random like signs and uh things will just walk on and, and walk across uh stuff like that it's just like it can't be a coincidence sometimes mm -hmm. i feel totally uh, totally yeah Okay, so there's you believe that there's this other force out there that's not necessarily just nature 
there's like so you're you kind of believe in like that it could be like other dimensions and that kind of thing because what when I'm hearing you talk about dreams you're like other beings you know so that, do you believe in like all like uh you know like in the spiritual community there's like the fifth dimension and the sixth dimension and who oh, knows what's going on there you mean like a like another version of yourself in another dimension could be or, yeah that that stuff is um that really gets into the whole conversation of time as well oh yes and that's time actually is... come up a lot on this podcast too but i love it it's yeah, an interesting it's, topic. It is. And it's so controversial. For <laughs> like, some reason. I'm like, do you, don't you guys get that? It's not even like, <laughs> it's not even a thing. It's not a thing. Like we think it's a thing. I mean, it's only as much of a thing as we want it to be, you know? Right. Yeah. Any number or, or math, like you, you can't hold it. You can't do nothing. Oh, <laughs> so uh, interesting. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so I think to time the, and let me know if I'm still rambling too much. No, I love it. it. I'm with you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the dream state, I think, is, as far as dimensions, um, I don't, I wouldn't know um, as far as, my experience how many dimensions there is but i do think there is a higher plane where spirits and spiritual mm. uh beings do reside and all that kind of stuff mm. um whether it's our own uh like loved ones and whatever their spirits might be chilling up there could be that mm. um i know a lot of people say they can like talk to them with with mediums and stuff like that mm -hmm. um but i think the dream state If only we could control our dreams, like that would be a direct way to figure out if you can talk to some being or something, which maybe someone's working on that. I don't know. Who's the dreaming? Have you heard about it? I've never, I never dove into it. No. There are people that can control their dreams, which is so fun. <laughs> but That's I just, crazy. I learned about a lot of this stuff in the spiritual community because I used to be like a spiritual channel. Like I used to do that for a living, kind of like working like a psychic. So I used to meet all these people uh, and they're like, yeah, you can, it's it's like a, you can look up lucid dreaming. So you, I think a lot of people do it by sleeping only for a couple hours at a time, like sleeping for two hours waking up sleeping for so then you're you kind of get into this dream state all the time when you're just even awake and it puts you in this this realm where like everything is everything and like you're dreaming and you're awake at the same time and and then I also just have friends who like have had spirits or whoever go and talk to, or aliens or talk to them in their dream and or have prophetic dreams or whatever I mean it's such an interesting topic it's such an interesting yeah. oh my gosh what if ben what if you're gonna get into lucid dreaming like this could be this could be your moment <laughs> like would you do something like that would you would you want to control your dreams or like be really present in your dreams because you're interested in them so much yeah i think um i think in a controlled environment um i guess yeah really like 
you know, in a, in a safe, like your own bed or something like something you can feel comfortable in. Maybe I would try it. Um, if it required like psychedelics or anything though, I'd be like, nah, I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's <laughs> so nutty. There's a That's lot so... of accounts of it. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like, um, I like, I like testing things out that you can do without, um, stuff like drugs and like yeah. outside chemicals and stuff like stuff you can actually pull within yourself yeah. like that's cool yeah uh, totally I love that too I really really like recognize that in you that you that you connect to that a lot and the cool thing is like we have we have these chemicals in our brain you know we have a lot isn't it like DMT or something I don't know enough about that stuff yeah, we yeah, like yeah. have that we have that inside of us already it's pretty cool you know it's yeah, like cool the to think about yeah, I was going to say that ties into like detoxing as well, because people are saying if you detox your pineal gland and all that, like people would in like the ancestral times, they could see spiritual things. They can like Native Americans. I always hear about they can connect spiritually with things way more than we probably ever could right now. Mm. Uh, there, I don't even know what the pineal gland, where it is and what it does, mm. but a lot of people say toxins are either in like covering it up or damage they're damaging the gland itself mm -hmm. we don't have as much maybe like, like the sixth sense they say like we don't have that extra mm -hmm. sense yeah uh, yeah that's what i'm really that's what i'm really curious about same yeah it's cool you remind me of that i love that i i, I was interested in that for a time and then i kind of like yeah, I, I lost track of it. But yeah, it's, it's such a cool, it's such a cool concept. And I just feel like we see the evidence of that. Like when we stop, well, in my case, it was like stop drinking alcohol, actually start sleeping, going on the primal diet, you know, it makes sense. All of a sudden, everyone's getting all spiritual, even if they don't see themselves as spiritual. But like, I'm like, you guys are all fucking spiritual. <laughs> it's, we, we start to clear our brains and then we realize, oh my God, there's spirituality all around us. Like all of a sudden things get spiritual and yeah, that could be just being interested in new topics or it could be your pineal gland is decalcifying and all of a sudden you, you're receptive to this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the trigger word decalcifying. I like that word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have, we have been here for two hours, which is amazing. I kind of had a yeah. feeling we would go uh, long, but I want to talk about cheese making. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if we can just completely switch topics. When did you start okay. cheese making? Um, so I started cheese making um, when I decided that store-bought cheeses and things that were even made from like an Amish farm. Um, I just found that they added things that I just didn't want them to be in there. It was stuff like rennet and mm -hmm. stuff. Obviously like uh, salt is kind of like very controversial in the primal community. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was like, yeah, let, let me try without salt. Uh, and they do have options like with Amish farms and stuff. Um, but the way they make the cheese, it's very, um, how do I say uniform? 
like it's the same thing every time the same like structure the same flavor and thing every time mm -hmm. i when you make your own cheese it like takes on its own personality mm. like it does what it wants right yeah and so i'm like damn that sounds like some like cool science like or something yeah. to that um so i, I look at i like start i start with like the basic like um ogenous like methods like he just says to literally take milk put it in a jar and just let it vibe in a dark room just let it do its thing um oh and he also said like you if you here's the cool little, little thing for people to know uh, if they haven't read the books you add your saliva uh to the milk itself and it reproduces bacteria to encourage growth of your own bacteria um which is like priceless knowledge that's insane um to even think about but um the actual cheese making inspiration um i think i've i mean i've always i've always loved cheeses whether they're sharp or not sharp um i used to hate things with like mold on them mm. now i like things with a little mold on them mm. i'm a little weird <laughs> yeah i'm the same yeah it's funny um so i was like okay let me just like see what i can make so putting the cheese into like a dark area it actually can give you a different cheese than putting it into a, a area with sunlight on it mm -hmm. um um to kind of like quickly summarize it's the way the way the bacteria relax uh react to the sunlight can produce different kinds of bacteria um I don't know if you, I don't know if the word is strains or species of mm. bacteria. I'm not sure where it is, but mm. like you know, there's like super long names like Lactalius, whatever. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, um, one day I'll learn them. But you can create like different flavors depending on what bacteria are being produced, and so a dark room, it should produce more of a. Um, a sweeter tone of the cheese than something in a sun sunlit room um i think the sunlit room was said that it creates like more of a sour um bacteria to be mm -hmm. produced so you can kind of like make some match there if you want you can do maybe like a couple days in the sun a couple days without the sun you know you could do what you want um and then what is it also oh yeah warmer temperatures it's interesting. Warmer temperatures encourage more um, sweet tasting bacteria to grow. Mm. And then colder temperatures make it more sour, I believe, is what the, um, the teaching said. Mm. So I'm not really a fan of super sour, kind of like, like really tangy cheeses. Um, so I was like, okay, let me just like ferment it. I don't know, for a couple of days, like four to five days or something. Mm -hmm. um, so I let the milk sit for four to five days. At this point, I'm like looking at it for the first time and it's like chunked up. It's super chunky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this might kill me. I don't know if I should eat this. Uh, but no yeah. mold. Was there mold? Yeah, that's, that's the cool part is if you keep it um, out of the sun, the sun actually was just hilarious. It actually encourages mold growth. Uh, I don't know why. Um, 
Oh my god, that's interesting. And then also, yeah, also if you leave, if you leave the lid off and let it ferment, mold will grow on top. I think that's because like the air particles in the air like combine or something, and and they have exposure to the top, so it has way more air to grow mold. Mm. Um, but you kind of like gas it out every day, like open the lid, put it back on, no mold at all. Wow. Um, so isn't that well, cool? How could it kill you? It's just raw milk. Good point. Yeah. Not damaged at all. Yeah. Like, and so, and that's the magical part is like from there, you could literally just spoonful eat it. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, yeah. It's like cottage cheese at that point. Mm. Um, and if you don't like cottage, you just throw it into cheesecloth. Uh, this is the point where you got to get creative though, is you got to have a good cheese press. I oh, think that's yeah. that was my issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you just like you couldn't get enough uh, liquid out of it. Ugh, I'm not even gonna get into it. It was so bad, you guys. Like the cheese taste. I was so into it too. Like I was so excited about cheese making, and then I was like, "Fuck, I don't have the." T it was when I was getting into farming, and then once you actually start farming, you can't can't be a farm wife when you're also farming. I learned that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't make cheese and then go out on the farm and herd cattle. Like it's just, I was exhausted all the time, you know. So I just didn't have the, I didn't have the. Uh, yeah the means the energetic means for it but it's very encouraging mm -hmm. to hear your story with it. i don't know it was bitter it tasted <laughs> at best it tasted like parmesan but it was like there wasn't really any flavor um it wasn't moldy whatever it was all fucked up but but your <laughs> your, your first attempt at cheese making was what you sent us in the group right the three different the the the, the experiment with, oh yeah was I that your so, first oh. attempt or did you did you have other attempts before that so i did have attempts before that okay um the attempts before i didn't record because i was scared i was going to fail and it looked terrible um so, been there been there it's like, like yeah okay so um that's good stuff like to experiment i guess um uh -huh. so at that point i was like i think this was like it's probably been like six months i was making cheese so far actually wow uh, that's awesome yeah yeah i didn't think i would like um keep it up this long <laughs> right it's, it's really it's really addicting actually i think you can start a business i know you what did you say you don't have like enough oh you don't have enough like facilities to like have like house that much milk right yeah i need a damn warehouse <laughs> so awesome i mean i think you could make a killing man advertise in the telegram group and on our group <laughs> like i would pay good money for it because here's the thing guys um i'm not trying to i'm not trying to shade the amish farms they're awesome and i'm so grateful for them i just the cheese to me take i like like really funky classy cheese what i see is like kind of classy mm -hmm. just like interesting flavors different flavors not just like the standard american like cheddar block and that's, yeah. that's kind of what i've gotten from the amish which is like there's a time and a place again much appreciated but um i like the interesting look the interesting flavor not just like the typical you know style cheese and yours can you show the camera again your cheese oh, looks so unique and and interesting yeah the lighting on that 
yeah no you can see the mold and it's beautiful all of the different like the patterns can you can you show yeah. us from the side yeah like turn it around a oh. little bit so we can get a vibe is it hard oh my god that's so beautiful ben that's <laughs> really beautiful <laughs> wow that's my first review <laughs> oh yeah 10 out of 10 for what i can see <laughs> where, do you, where do you live again uh i live in um northern virginia oh yeah that's right the fairfax that's area right. gonna have to make a stop on my rude awakening health podcast <laughs> countrywide tour and pick up some of your cheese <laughs> I'll, I'll pay Ooh. you for it i'll pay you for it um are you, are you gonna swing on the east coast oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna go oh. visit everybody i'm gonna go oh, visit okay. everybody yeah all all over like like just all the the folks in our community who want me to come visit them. That's the plan. I don't know when it's going to happen, but that's the plan. Um, Virginia is cool too. I don't know anyone else in Virginia. Really? Wow. Yeah. Where did you grow up there? Yeah, I grew up um, uh, a little bit south of that in the Richmond area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, cool. um, yeah, I've been. I don't know anything else but Virginia. <laughs> wow but no accent huh you guys don't have accents well it's funny my uh my mom's side a little southern um i just didn't get much southern out of it <laughs> i don't know why because yeah she speaks southern all the time wow uh, funny yeah. yeah you know what's also funny is my, my mom's side is like really polish oh weird i'm polish oh yeah <laughs> I mean the car the the cars aligned. I don't know. How I know the, star the stars aligned. Polish <laughs> folks in Virginia, man. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, the cheese. So, yeah. have you been making different kinds? Like, have you been making softer cheese, harder cheese, or is that like your your kind that you like to make? The kind that you showed us. Yeah. So. um I'm a big fan of the dry cheeses, mm -hmm. mainly because I like that they they get tangier as you um, age. I should actually mention the aging process as well. Um, when you get a block of that like cheese that I just kind of showed you, mm. you want to let it sit out. Um, if you want it to dry really fast, I would sit it out in the air, um, like room temp. You will get like an insane tanginess on that cheese mm. uh, within a, yeah within a couple days it works fast yeah it works really fast That's um awesome right for like production you could produce it really fast um if you don't but if you don't like um mold like really covering the whole cheese so you have to like cut it off you know a bunch of if you don't like it um you can let it chill in the fridge and it cuts down on the mold production mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it looks more like a uh, like an Amish cheese like it has that smooth surface and everything kind of vibe but I'm kind of starting to like the uh, the mold and the the patterns and stuff yeah I'm so interested oh I wanna I wanna taste it that's what annoys me about like not doing these in person because it'd just be a whole new level but we'll trust you yeah. we'll take your word for it it sounds fascinating yeah, and as I was telling people, like, that, that uh, come through or they live around, we should all have, like, a primal picnic or something. 
Absolutely. Oh my God. I can't wait to do stuff like that. It's going to be so sick. I just feel like we just need time to like, not, we don't need time necessarily, but like we're getting there. Like we're getting, I've heard multiple people, like I've heard Wes talk about it on his lives. He's like, Oh, we should do a meetup. We have primal meetup now. I don't have the means to like set anything up right now, but I feel like people are starting to, I'm sure it's happened plenty of times before, but I feel like we're, we're like, um, we're moving towards like a big event. We're moving to, I think we're moving towards like a big countrywide event because people need yeah. it. Like we need, you have some words to say too about community because I know you were really stoked about your experience at the Weston A. Price meeting. Mm. And that was, that seemed really profound for you. Yeah. Oh, oh do you want me to speak on that? Yeah. We're just going to yeah, yeah. jump around. Do you have, do you, do you want to finish at like nine? Is that, is that possible for you? I can't even see the time. What is it? Uh... Are you in Eastern time? It's 844. Oh yeah. I, mean, I, can, I can go for 15 or 30. Or okay. Whatever. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Let's just jump around now because I feel like that's where we're going in this episode. We're just, our conversation is leading the way. Unless you, unless you had other words to speak about cheese. Oh yeah. The the last thing I guess I can say is yeah, I also, I'm not biased for dry cheese. I love some soft cheese as well. Oh um, God. Yum. Yeah. If you make, um, if you make the cheese, um, and you press it, not press it actually, if you hang it in the cheesecloth and you just let it hang and drip dry, yeah, it, I would drip it for at least a day, like a whole day or overnight um at, le at least overnight to a day but at that point like you will have almost like a feta I don't know if you like yeah, feta yeah I do yep I uh, think I've made that before that's a good way to describe it feta tasting is it okay yeah because yeah. mm -hmm. it's like you and I don't I don't add salt or anything to these um um batches either and it's like it has almost almost a saltiness to it like a natural saltiness mm. i think that's like the minerals in the raw milk coming out that's so cool yeah i didn't even realize that fascinating <laughs> yeah and i'm realizing actually i'm realizing ben um i still eat salt so i bet my taste buds mm -hmm. just aren't quite well and this was like a year ago when I was making, when I was cheese making, it was like a year ago. So like, I bet if I tried what I made a year ago now, I would probably like it better because my taste buds are probably less desensitized, right? Like my taste buds are probably more sensitive now. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm realizing mm -hmm. like you don't, that's a whole nother thing I wanted to talk to you about too, like your whole experience with salt, because you were like mm -hmm. a hardcore salt eater and now you're not eating salt really, right? Yeah, I actually don't eat salt anymore. Yeah. So I bet I bet that's why I I could guarantee you that's part of the reason why I didn't like my cheese, at least the soft cheese. Cuz I was like, "Ew, this doesn't taste like what I expect." Like, would um, would you say that this cheese that you're making would taste like the cheese that we're used to in America, even like nice cheeses, or is it much different than that? Um, much different. Okay. Okay. I think so. It's it's yeah, a I, taste bud thing a little bit. Like someone yeah. walking off the street might not love the taste. Oh yeah, no, that's a good um, 
thing to bring up. I actually let my family try some of my cheese. Wow. Uh, and I'm so glad that they were accepted because I thought they were scared of Roth stuff for a while, but they were like, yeah, whatever. He made it. Mm, so, nice. so they tried it and they were like, yeah, it tastes like nothing. Okay. Wow. Like, Damn. <laughs> okay. And yeah, you're like, check your taste buds, baby, because it tastes <laughs> so good to me. Wow. That's so real. It's so real. The Man, for anyone who has made it, miraculous, if anyone has miraculously made it this far in this episode and you don't eat the raw primal diet, like, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> like, thank you so much for, for sticking with us. No, we had so many interesting, yeah. interesting topics. People are going to love it. But, um, but just for those who, for those who are not on the diet or, or on any, like if you're out eating restaurant food all the time, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just interesting to see if you ever stop, stop eating out at restaurants all the time and like narrow down your diet, even for like a temporary amount of time, it's fascinating that taste buds can change so drastically. I didn't know that was a thing and it is, and it's crazy. It, even when I was on the gaps diet eating, uh, cooked meat, but also raw dairy and like fermented foods, my taste buds changed so much. And I think even now my taste buds have changed even more. And it's a, it's an insane phenomenon that I didn't even know was possible. So like, yeah, wow. It's a good thing to know that, that, and how crazy is that Ben? that like, you can taste all of these really interesting, intricate flavors and to the average person, it tastes like nothing. <laughs> yeah it makes you feel like like a superhuman or something right right it's so cool damn mm -hmm. bunch of good takeaways right there um uh, okay so did we did we hit everything on the soft cheese front yeah i think i i think i cheesed out okay so. <laughs> and but that's cool your family tried it i mean that's nice of them. My family tried it too. They said the same thing <laughs> about oh, yeah. mine that tastes like nothing. But, but I think mine, there Logan, um, Logan, permaculture, who was also on this podcast, was saying something about if there's if too much light gets to the cheese, it gets bitter and nasty. I think he said bitter and nasty. And I was like, <laughs> yep, it tasted bitter and nasty what I made. So I think like what you're making is a little bit more well, well crafted than mine. Um, yeah, just interesting. Wouldn't you love to see a day where like everyone makes their cheese and they come together and share the cheese? Like that's like a dream to me. Like how awesome would that be to taste test everyone's cheeses? So yeah, cool. I feel like once that happens, I would feel like we're a part. You know, I don't know if you read like the Weston A. Price books, but it's mm -hmm. like it sounds like that's what was going on in those primitive like uh, cultures or yeah. isolated cultures. They just they would just like create everything and just like barter and trade all of it. Like it was nothing. Like it was just so, so easy for them. I, and that doesn't that just give you the best feeling inside that just gives me a feeling of like, Oh, that's like how society should be. You know, we're like trading. Oh, it's like my favorite, my favorite thing. Like if I could bring some of my kefir, or like my fermented cream and, and, exchange it for cheese like I would have so much joy like it's just there's just something that again it like rings true you know like you would create so many side businesses <laughs> yeah I know for real I 
trust me, I'm thinking all the time about how to monetize this stuff. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's like, we could have a hundred employees, 200 employees, <laughs> like it's just, and it would be, it would be all towards the betterment of society. Okay. So we're getting now into the territory of the what your experience with Weston A. Price. And I do want you to describe that experience because I feel like a lot of people are going to connect with that here. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I like just started getting to the Weston A. Price um, world, I guess you could say, um, probably like two months ago. Um, I got like the, oh, I see it right now. I'm trying to read it. Nutrition and Physical De- Degeneration. That okay. book. <laughs> uh, I haven't even, I haven't even gotten to like a quarter of the way. Um, but after going through a couple pages, like I immediately was hooked on whatever that idea of um, discovering ancestral secrets was. Mm. I didn't really care for anything ancestral for my whole life. Yeah. Until I just started reading this book, I was like, wow, there is probably so much knowledge to learn from ancestral people. Um, like, I got to wake up. So I was like reading into it and I was like, do people like talk about this book at all? Like, what's going on here (laughs) and i'm like then i go on their website i'm like okay they got a lot of stuff here and then i see oh shit they got local chapters they got people like actually representing it and i was like i just knew immediately like that's what i needed to go to i needed to talk Mm -hmm. to these people um and when I kind of like addressed a bunch of chapters, they were like, oh yeah, we're, we have some events sometimes. And I was like, I don't even care what the event is, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I was just so, and, th- and this is actually what coincides with my, my extroverted personality now. Yeah. I would have never done this years ago. Mm. Reached out to random people. I would have never done that. Um, I know for sure. So this is really cool that I'm like a little more extroverted now. I think it's for wow. the better. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so back on track. Um, so I go to this first, I've only been to one event, which is this first one I'm about to explain. Um, it was just an event at a church, just like a little church or something uh, in Maryland. And um, yeah, I had to drive a little while, but that's fine. Cause I was like, this is the only event going on right now. So I gotta, I gotta go do it. So I went there and I wasn't ex- expecting anything like age range or anything. I was like, it could be anything really. And it turns out, yes, it was mostly like uh, over 35 age old people, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, whatever. I mean, they might have more knowledge that way. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I get in there and the first thing I noticed was like, how friendly everyone's faces was mm. as soon as I walked in there. And um, I just felt like I wasn't pressured immediately to uh, put on some sort of front or something, like some sort of status or something. I was like, I think like we're all just, we're here for sharing knowledge and stuff already. Cause I, everyone's talking to each other already, like friendly and no one's like just sitting on the wall or something doing some weird. Uh, so first thing I get in there, some, some lady comes up to me and greets me already. She's like, yo, what are you, what are you here for? You look new or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just like a newbie in the nutrition mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow we ended up talking about pickling and fermentation. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I love but, that. um, yeah, and we just like we just we got off on a hit, like as far as hobbies that we like doing already. And she was telling me how you can ferment with different things and giving me new ideas. And I was like, awesome. So at that point, that was a little introduction. And then we actually got into the event, which was this is kind of like a event where they they showed a recording at one of the national conferences that they have because mm -hmm. um, we couldn't go. They wanted to replay it for everyone else. Um, this one, um, I can't say a lot of hot words because it was um, about, it was about these. Yeah, injections. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's about the, you know, protecting your values as far as um, having a choice and that kind of thing. And, uh, and that was the first time I had been in an in-person community. And it wasn't just about the, it was also about like massive um, attacks against people's, um, their own land and assets, like things that you want to, sustain yourself off yourself self-sustaining things mm -hmm. um attack on that and it was just like a beautiful um refreshing kind of like presentation on like this is something that's still attainable we haven't lost this ability kind of thing mm -hmm. and um this was the moment i like i almost like i almost like teared up because i was looking around the room and like all of these people um I could just sense how like in tune with the message of like self-sustaining and, and freedom kind of like of your own um, assets and your family and everything, like mm -hmm. living with your family and stuff kind of in harmony with your family and friends. And, and like, I just got this like overwhelming sense of joy mm -hmm. that I actually like, I can't explain in words. I don't, I've never felt that feeling before. Uh, with a group of people like I have friends that are cool and everything and like I love my family but straight up I have never felt those things with those people like I did with this group um the other way I can describe it is I felt like I was connected we were on the same playing field we were without even talking to most people I just felt their good energy it felt so like wholesome mm. um and there wasn't any, there wasn't any like bad feelings in the room. It was more so if we, we had like a talk after the video and we didn't even talk about mainly those controversial stuff. We just talked about like, you know, building yourself up um, on your own farm and, and starting up things and food banks and all this stuff I'd never heard of. It was like, because they got communities built on this stuff already. You just don't see it. You got to look for it gotta ask for it and um and there was some like disagreements like hey you could do it this way that way but everyone was accepting of everything mm. it just felt like so um communal yeah that's that's like my that's my review on the first time going there like it wow. could have been bad it could have been a bad experience <laughs> um, but it was nothing bad yeah, I just feel like I need to go as to many as many of those things as possible now. 
Yeah, That's... I love how you describe it. Like every time I hear you describe, I feel like I've heard it for some reason. I guess just following your content. I don't know if we've talked about it in in, in another context, but mm-hmm. I love how you describe it because I just feel that. Like I feel that every time I'm like so relieved to be around someone who has those values. Farmers, I think, you know, and I go see my farmer every week that gives me the raw milk and mm-hmm. oh, when I was in the farming industry, it was like some of that, but I was like too involved in the farming industry. So there was like, there's drama and that too, but like uh, just being around people who, who are on your level with these things. And, and I feel that this, this feeling sometimes, you know, on these podcasts, really every time on these podcasts, when I'm talking to people uh who have these values and so I can't I just can't can't almost can't even imagine but can imagine how great it would be in person and to be in a whole group of these people like I think that's so important yeah I was gonna say in the like I love what you're doing with the whole primal meetup group that is the start of something wholesome and that's what I want that's amazing that I'm that helps a lot to hear like that that means a lot to hear and what I've noticed so it's like my you know in a way I get so attached to my projects it's kind of like my baby so I'm biased but Mm. I want to say this because I think that other people can kind of use use it like this too literally every night Ben I go to the primal meetup group and it's like a sigh of relief, even though I know it's more ideal to be in person with, with the folks who believe the things that we do, but like, I don't have that option right now. And especially not every night. And someone like me, I need community all the time and connection and intimacy all the time. Cause you know, I, I just need it. I'm one of those people. So going back right. to primal meetup every night, no- I do it every night. And I'm like, thank God I have this now. Like, I truly feel like that. And I'm like, you know what, if I feel like that, if I can get like one or two other people even to feel like that, you know, that they have people to like come back to and say hi to and just to vibe with it's, it's life changing. I truly think it's life changing because it's been life changing for me. Like, it's like, finally, I feel like it's like, even before I'm curious to hear what you think about this too, in your own life. But like, even before I was primal, I always felt kind of like an outcast or like, I'm not quite clicking with people. And I, again, like you said, love my friends. I laughed so hard with my old friends from high school. We're so like, we're, we definitely vibe, but I finally feel like I found a community where I'm like, I really click into where I'm like, I don't even have to say anything to Ben to know that we're going to like vibe. Like I know that I knew that we were going to get along on this podcast. Right. And I just Mm. feel like the common denominator there is like a value system of like one, it's like um, we found something that really works well for our health, but two, it's like what we, the priorities that we have and like, what we think is important and like how we think we're going to get there, how we think we're going to get to a good place in society. It's just like, it just feels so good. I've never had community like this before. It was always like, yeah, we vibe, but there's like, we're still a little like, don't really see eye to eye, but I just click, Mm. I click with the primal folks. Like, yeah. So what's, what's your outlook on that as far as your relationship to Weston A. Price and the primal community versus before you were, before you even knew about the primal diet? Yeah, I like that topic Um, because there is some like differences that people will really focus on um, between those communities. And 
I guess if they are communities. Um, yeah. Oh, you mean between Weston A. Price and and yeah. Rob Primal? And like, yeah. Yes. And it's funny because I loop them in together because that's kind of like my life. It's like half Weston A. Price, half Rob Primal. But yeah, you're right. It's they're two very well. So many similarities, so many differences. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they do need to be separate um, in certain cases where it's like you want to be strict mm. detox, all stick with Ajna's thing, like do it. Yeah. Because um, I know what's the price, like there's going to be some cook stuff. There's going to be some stuff here and there, which is like, hey, if it fits in your uh, program, like go ahead, man. Mm -hmm. um, I still eat potatoes every now and then. Like it's 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 that thing where it's like I try to do more seasonal slash intuitional yeah. um, eating and stuff um but i think um to compare what's a price literally with um gaps and um raw primal it's that they're similar and then they're similar in that all of them i think are trying to achieve healing of all mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's you know tooth cavities the gut lining like with gaps um or it's detox of the brain like all the organs get addressed and i love that because it's, it's like complete coverage there's nothing oh, missing true okay i hope that made sense <laughs> oh yeah okay nice um so it's like that and um I think all of them, I don't know about gaps, actually. You can correct me. I don't know if it's all based on, like, raw dairy. Yeah. Is it it's way more. It's way more specific than Weston A. Price's about dairy. Like, Nat okay. Natasha didn't read the gaps book either, by the way. And, and by the way, folks, <laughs> probably never will. Because I still get people online once in a while, like, read Ajazis' book, suck my dick. I'm not going to read it, <laughs> but I'm not asking anyone like for answers or anything. It's not like I expect other people to provide the answers, but I'm just probably not ever going to read it. Just, just saying. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Natasha McBride, as far as I've seen, cause I kind of like paged through the book a little bit and definitely read the recipes a bunch. Um, I actually did read part of the book, but She's mm -hmm. very particular about like, don't even fuck with uh, pasteurized dairy. Mm -hmm. She's like, if <laughs> I think I've, I've maybe read like Q and A's with her or something. And people always, they, they kind of try to be like, well, we can't really, they, I, we can't get it from the farm or they just want to, they want a way to be able to still go to the grocery store. And, you know, they're probably trying to just keep the, the life that they had, you know, before. And she's really <laughs> like, no, it's not really, like, it, it doesn't, it, it, if you're having a lot of health problems, it's probably not going to help you to have pasteurized dairy. It's probably just better to skip it. That's her approach anyway. No, yeah, it's, that's good to know. I'm glad she has that viewpoint. Um, you know, get the best quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Raw dairy, I think, is that's a big um, factor for a lot of these like healing diets. It's like tribes. I've heard they they always 
or it's like in, in times of intense um intense needs for nutrients like pregnant pregnancy okay, i heard like they give women the most highly nutritious foods so they can thrive and make sure that baby is properly developed and delivered and that mm. is so smart like no one ever talks about that right <laughs> like give them the liver give them the vital organs give them everything um i've never had like i've never had experience like nose to tail with an animal before but i imagine it's like mind-blowing <laughs> what do you mean experience with nose to tail oh like actually um I don't know if Frank does it actually, but I know he slaughters like uh, lamb or, or sheep or something. Oh, like if you slaughtered an animal and literally ate every part of that animal. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So interesting, right? I There are homesteaders in my audience um, in, in the Instagram community who do that basically. They'll cook the meat, but um, oh. they do that. Yeah. So it's, I guess it would be like Weston A. Price style more. Mm -hmm. uh, but how how interesting but imagine doing it raw like whoa <laughs> I feel like I would feel like a god or something here's the thing let me paint you a scenario Ben let's say you have your you have your your wife and your family because I think that's what that's what you're looking for is that what you're looking for in yeah. general you're looking for that yeah. okay you have your wife and your family and you slaughter an animal and you eat with your family every part of that animal. Like you explore all parts of that animal raw. Mm -hmm. Like how much of a dream would that be? That is just like my dream. If I could do that with my family, my life would be like complete. Yeah. You just feel like how much more connected do we get? Like <laughs> Yes. With the family <laughs> enjoying that. Like how cool. Okay. I'm getting off track here. Um, I'm sorry. Was that, were, were, were you on the road there with something? We were, yeah, we were like comparing all the, uh, yes. different Google <laughs> yes. things. Please continue. Um, no, it's good. Yeah. I think, um, sharing common things is, I think it's way more important to, to find out what these protocols have in common than their differences. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the differences, man. Like they keep me up at night. Like, what? What if I'm? Why am I not doing this? Like, what if they have the truth or something? But it's like, I think they all have a piece of the truth. Um, kind of more, more on the raw side of things. Like they all understand what raw is less damaged. Mm -hmm. It's just more pure. Um, but then again, there's like the there's the cooked side of things where it's like some cultures. They did have cooked foods. I don't know if it was too, but actually like cooked foods, like bone broth and stuff that I oh, see. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. That I see like, okay, that's essential probably to some people. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think it is essential though? I think like. Uh, if you're eating you can, raw meat, is it essential? Yeah. That's a good question. Actually. I think, I think if you're, deficient somehow in collagen and things like that like you have weak bones or something it could be a supplement i'm gonna call it a supplement um mm. it's like a natural supplement basically like to boost your collagen but i think you can mm. actually get better you can get a better um collagen and bone mineral content from um 
Now I can I can attest for it myself actually. I think my bones have gotten stronger actually from doing cheese and honey. Really? Was not expecting you to say that. Right? Yeah, it's cheese and honey and well dairy in, in general, milk, I guess it has a lot of minerals. Um, but the collagen, yeah, that's fair. I don't think cheese yeah, cheese and honey doesn't cheese doesn't have collagen per se. I think it's more of an animal tissue thing. So I think you'd get that more from um, like some chicken, like tendons or, or some, or bone marrow, probably bone marrow, which oh. you eat a lot. You're probably yeah, good. Yeah, I love bone marrow. <laughs> Do you eat it very much? Man, I wish I could get some good quality bone marrow. Um, I, every time I get it, it's, the, the, I think the issue is it's frozen. It just doesn't taste yeah. as good frozen. I can't get it fresh. It's so hard to get it fresh. My butcher just keeps it fresh. It's amazing. Like I had no idea. Really? I actually thought they froze it. And they're like, we never freeze our bone marrow. I was like, you guys are badasses. <laughs> Where did you come from? They're like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's funny because someone online saw that I had um such a this is a this is a more ranty episode for me. So I appreciate everyone's patience who's listening to me. I don't, I, it's been a long week. Yeah. I think that's probably why. Um, yeah. And it's Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So I was like filming myself with bone marrow and I, you know how it, it's like hard and waxy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Someone was like, oh, it's hard and waxy because it, it, it was previously frozen. It looks like it was previously frozen. And that's when it's not when the bone marrow is not soft, that's when it's hard, when it's previously frozen. But I went back and really, and I know my butcher very personally, and they were like, no, 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 we've never, we've never frozen our bone marrow. And they wow. get it direct from Michigan farms where I live. Um, so anyway, apparently it does just depend on where the bone is. Anyway, I don't know. I, I, I think it's because we've been recording for so long. I kind of don't know where I'm where I'm going here with conversation but for those who are interested because I know that's a that's a question that comes up a lot it does just depend on where the bone where you're cutting the bone because sometimes it's like really hard mm. and waxy and sometimes it's like really soft and smooth um but even if it's fresh it's still like that it's still hard sometimes oh. you know what I'm saying okay so it depends on like the cut yeah you know Sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's soft. Um, but anyway, okay, so you can't, you, you, your butcher does it frozen and you're just not a fan of the taste. Yeah, it's, I think it's because they, they, they get it from like a farm that does like grass fed everything, like really good quality. It's just that they make so much of it. And they had, they also have this like regulation. I don't know why in Virginia where it's like people are scared of like um, histamines or something. I think that's what it's called. Hmm. I don't even know what histamine is. But it's, like, it's it's the next like big thing, and I hear people talk about it all the time. Oh, I have histamine intolerance. I have histamine intolerance. Okay, I, yeah. So it seems like they 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 put it on the pedestal of like an autoimmune disease, like basically. Yeah. And it's like some people get reactions to things that aren't frozen. I don't know how that makes sense, but I guess it is. Um, hmm. Is what it. Is. But personally, I, like, I'm of the opinion that either you make your customer sign a contract or a verbal agreement. I believe the customer should choose if they want fresh yeah. or frozen. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, why not? 
I know. I know if we're, it's our like body, right? So if we signed a contract, but yeah, I get it. Like from a business owner perspective, they don't want to get sued. They're worried that they're going to get sued. I, I would imagine. I don't know your butcher. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I, yeah. they want to stay in business at the end of the day. It's their livelihood, but yeah. Um, okay. So, so to the bone mm-hmm. broth question, you think that you can, like, you don't think you necessarily need bone broth? Yeah, I don't think it's um, a food that you should rely on um, for your collagen source and things like that. I don't think it's like essential to the human body to have that. Right. I think, I think intuitively, if we're going back to intuitive thinking, mm-hmm. I think it would be necessary if you didn't have, you know, really good quality animal products coming in. Like you weren't getting successful mm-hmm. hunt, weren't getting any farm animals that's your that's your little like pick me up like i need something um to keep going 100 percent. yeah agreed i still make it it... oh go ahead go ahead no no no. i was just gonna remember i was gonna ramble you go ahead okay well i'm curious what what you're gonna say but i was just gonna say i i still make it because i i enjoy having something hot in the winter um Mm. So I just, I just enjoy it. I like being over the stove once in a while. And um, it just really like brings my body life. I just feel like as a woman too, dude, to be on your period and to eat cold food, it's just like the, because the body's already kind of seizing up, you know, um, Mm. working on it, right? Like my periods aren't really that painful at all now, but like, you know, still, still on the journey there. So like, when I have my mm. period, if I try to eat like cold food, my body's just like, Ugh, like we really need something like super warming. So I still, I kind of still believe in like warm, having some warm foods, especially as a woman, to be honest. But is that how you feel with the cooked starch? Like, is that, is that a reason why you eat it or? That, now that you bring it up, that is actually part of the reason I think. Ooh. I am missing something um, about a relaxing temperature. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, relaxing. Mm. Um, I do miss, you know, I do miss like a chicken broth or something. Yeah. At, at least wintertime. Wintertime, yes. Yeah. Summertime. Fuck it. No. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't want, I want, exactly. It's like cold in the summer, hot in the winter. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, there is, um, I think, uh, this this is why I recommend you look up Sparage, his content. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he really pushes. He really pushes. Um, whenever you can, he said this is the most important um, nourishing food you could ever have. He says is a fresh slaughter. You drink the animal's blood. That I heard is actually hot. It's like warm. And it comes from the body, and so. Yes, that would be more. It's not accessible all the time. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, but he said that is like the most comforting food you could ever drink or whatever drink you could have in your life because there's so much minerals and there's so much in it. Um, I do want to try that eventually, at least try it once. One, 100%. I definitely want to try it. I want to try all those things. Like a lot of the stuff that Frank's eating. I don't want to say a lot, but Frank um, Bone, a lot of the uh, stuff he's he's having, like the bile, I'm really drawn to the bile. 
And he, he says it's like, well, when he came on my podcast, he said it, that was like the only food that he has to like force himself to consume because it's so intense. It's, huh. it tastes so intense, but I'm like super drawn to it. I can tell that it would be astringent and I'm, there's something in my body that's craving that. And also the blood too. Like, I don't doubt Ben, like, I don't doubt at all that like, if I had fresh blood to drink from an animal that's warm, would I want the bone broth still? Probably not. Like, it just, <laughs> I'm just drawn to that stuff. Yeah, it's just, when it's in front of your eyes, you're like, even like through a screen, I'm like, yeah. Yo. <laughs> like, yeah, that looks good. I know, like, there's something to that. Totally. So have you ever wanted to um, set up slaughtering your own animal? Yeah, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Man, you just like, you just saw right through me because I took inspiration from Frank to actually go on Craigslist and oh ask for it. Oh my gosh, an wow. That's amazing. <laughs> but no success. I couldn't find any. Um, okay. But, but I think it's like, I think it's worth it actually trying to look for something really high quality. Like, like don't get some factory farmed animal i would yeah. say um at least to get the best tasting as, <laughs> as well um i think i want to do the nose to tail thing um i just i have no knowledge on slaughtering animals yeah but nobody does until they learn like i don't think anyone that in the primal community i don't know i don't know what derek nance's situation is i know of him through west and i know that they mm -hmm. slaughtered animals together um yeah but uh but but as far as i know everybody that i've had on this podcast who's slaughtered animals they didn't grow up doing that like everyone has to learn at some point you know or but are you saying you don't really want to spend the time to learn like how to do it all no no i'll, I'll learn it if someone could teach me um i just got i gotta go find like a the thing about virginia where i'm at it's you gotta you gotta travel to get to a farm um okay that, that'll do that um i just gotta yeah i just gotta like reach out and find a farm that's that's willing to uh let go of an, an older animal or something and um i think you just have to be really assertive like look for it kind of thing um because if you if you're not gonna come to you like you yeah <laughs> like, yeah so. <laughs> it's interesting because it's like it's like modern day hunting you know like you're hunting for yeah. a farm animal and you have to be really assertive and you have to like be really diligent to make it happen but I also I just I'm also getting the feeling that I want to tell you that um like Frank I think he put I think he put up some ads don't quote me but I think he put up some ads and like time passed like time passed and then someone finally responded and was like hey I've got something you know sometimes people come across if you put the word out people come across it way down the line and all of a sudden you got yourself an animal yeah I feel like we need to share um the best life hacks to uh putting advertisements out for that kind of thing like is craigslist the best or like mm. facebook right. i don't know what i don't know what farmers are using i don't know what's what's going on yeah uh, yeah 
definitely that's true because farmers relationship to technology is very fascinating to me because it's not really like they're still super traditional with stuff which is great that's how they are but yeah it's like how they're (laughs) how they're interacting with technology is interesting because it's not the way that we're typically it's not the way the average person is interacting with technology you know yeah they they are essentially like the Amish most of them I guess which like thank god some of this culture is still alive right like fair that is that is it's like we're holding on to some tradition yeah yeah it's great it's great it's just like yeah where do you find my my guess Ben and I've never done this before well I'm sure Frank has plenty of suggestions man Frank's name's getting dropped so much in this episode Wes is (laughs) it's good I want I want people to go check them out um but I know like the farmers around here use Facebook more than anything. Oh, really? Yeah. In Michigan. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's, I always thought Facebook was just getting taken over by meme pages and stuff, but I guess not. Yeah. Well, but then, it, yeah, it's like the farmer's relationship to technology. You know, it's like a, they're a little bit more traditional. So it's like a little bit, behind where not behind but you know different it's not like Uh, all up in instagram and tiktok you know not not for the farmers who have been around for a long time maybe the new farms but you know what ben (laughs) i honestly feel like i could sit here and talk to you for another three hours (laughs) but it's it's like we're closing in on we're closing in on three hours it's pretty amazing no way is this the longest one you might, you will be competing with Eat Raw Meat. We'll see. Oh. We'll see how long. We went We went three hours with him, but it might be one of the longest. It is one of the longest ones. Crazy, huh? My God, that just means a part two is needed. Yeah, I would love <laughs> that. I'll be here all day, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah we'll, we'll have a part two for sure. But yeah, I guess let's close down because I feel like it's kind of getting late. I, I truly could hang out here for, for a while longer, but might as well just close down while everything's really good. Did you want to say anything else, Ben? Did you have anything else on your mind to say to everybody uh, tonight? Uh, I think you, I think you picked my brain for most of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really went into it. And here's the thing. I could keep picking your brain because Fortunately for you, we didn't get into libido tonight because I'm known to really pick people's <laughs> brains on that. Uh, and really. I know that you mentioned that your your sex drive has changed with this diet and has gotten a lot more prolific. We'll have to wait until next time, everybody. <laughs> you have to wait until our episode number two because I would love to talk to you about that too. And honestly, I'm kind of a little annoyed that we didn't get to get into that tonight because I think it's such an important topic that like people are obviously shy to talk about, but we, again, it's like, we need, we need to talk about it because we're, a lot of us are feeling it and yeah, it needs to be talked about, but it will be. Um, in the meantime, while you're kind of casually thinking if there's anything else you want to bring up, I will ask you the question I asked all my guests, which is what do you think the root of health is? if you have to pick one thing oh yes age old (laughs) um mm, i have gone through many 
ideas somewhat of that question. Hmm. So, I would say, um, start off by listening to your body's intuition. Intuition is the strongest sense that we have, this, even besides our physical senses, sight, hearing, talking. Um, my intuition has never led me wrong to eventually stumble on the path to greater health than before. Doesn't mean I have the best, but it's always getting better when I listen to my intuition. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so true. That's so true. I love that. Ben, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It was so fun. Like I had so much fun. I felt like we just hung out and that's like, that's when you know you got a really good episode on your hands. So you guys, Ben Holmes, is at true.healthproject, right? That's it, yeah. True.healthproject on Instagram. I'm also going to link his YouTube below. Ben Holmes, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for uh, letting me come and speak. <laughs> okay, you guys, I need your help here. I want to get word spread about the info that we share in this show as much as possible. I want it to reach around the world. It already has. I want it to continue to reach around the world. And I want us to be able to share this information because this is empowering shit. You guys know that I only share empowering shit on here. I only share stuff that is going to make you feel like your dreams can become a reality and you can create what you want in your life and you can achieve what you want in your life and big changes can happen. Big evolution can happen in a positive direction in your life. I've done that in my life. It is my goal. It is my life purpose to help as many other people achieve that as well. So if you can help me do this, I would be so grateful. Please share this episode, share my podcast, other people about my podcast, share it on Instagram. I would just so appreciate that. Subscribe, uh, whatever we can do to get the word out more about this information. I love providing it for you guys. It makes me so happy and it would just mean the world to me if you continue to share it. I love you guys so much. Info on how to work with me is in the show notes. I have a group coaching course. I have one-to-one -one private coaching. I have a workshop. There will be more offerings in the future. I'm There's a lot going on. So all of this info is in the show notes and enjoy. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Talk to you soon. I love you.